Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the five-star Joshi show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards, and with me today, once again, for, I believe this is the second time in three weeks, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is my good friend Trent. Trent, how are you? It's a Christmas miracle. I'm here again. Just what the doctor ordered and the people. Um, I'm doing well. It's it's getting to Christmas season. I'm not a big celebrator. You know, my family's pretty small. We our, our Christmas decoration is one fat plush Santa that sits like next to the TV. And that is the extent of uh, how we go all out to celebrate. But it does mean we're getting closer and closer and closer to the true Christmas, which is Japanese wrestling New Year's period. I I made a joke um, last week when I had Dylan of Stardom Quest on that I needed to fill time. So I had him on because he talked a lot. <laughs> and I'm doing exactly the same thing this week by having Trent on. <laughs> Excuse me? I'm very concise with my so, words. So this week is... Um, preview week and I, yes. I i say that because next week i'm going to be going live on friday afternoon u.s time to review stardom dream queendom um i don't know if i will be doing any more live shows after that I'm, i will depend it'll depend on the uh itian gate show for stardom in terms of going live that day as well i know i have new japan coverage as well because you know very busy day but i might do a tjpw slash stardom kind of live review i think that'd be a lot of fun but for now the point of this is we are going to preview every major show 
of the Joshi world over those two weeks. We will not, however, be touching on ice for, but they do have their big show, but that will not air for like another week or so after it happens because they have the uh, samurai TV thing going on there. So it's just, I'll, I'll preview it when that comes around. Uh, should be good. They have their two top um, young stars main eventing. So that's exciting, but we will be talking all these stardom shows, starting with the year-end climax and ending with that very special IWGP title special show that has no matches on the card. But we're gonna, you know, we're gonna guess. We're gonna guess. We're also gonna preview TJPW's um, staple show, which is looking like arguably their best card in a very, very long time. It's uh, an absolute packed show. We're gonna be talking Seedling show, which now has its top two matches, and they are superb and whatever else that may pop in our head. And we'll close out the show by talking about two more. Uh, actually, we'll talk about the rest of the awards because, like I said, next time I'm here, Stream Queendom time, that's when I'm going to release the awards the day after. So that's a lot of fun. If you've been following me on Twitter, uh, slash X, you've been seeing kind of the nominees for the International Wrestler of the Year, the Rookie of the Year, and so on and so forth. So uh, it's exciting times here. But... uh Trent, before we get into that, what are you most looking forward to with this end of the year bash that is Japanese pro wrestling? Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to overdosing on Japanese mm. wrestling. Mm. Um, that's always a fun positive. Really, it's two things. I'm looking forward to main event, main event Mayu Watani because we don't get that enough. Uh, and even though it's not in the Tokyo Dome, I think they're going to go all out and make that a very special show. And honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing one of the two people winning the World of Stardom Championship. Yeah. Whether it's Suzu Suzuki, whether it's Micah, I think both have excellent cases for doing so. I think either of them winning it is going to be the right step forward going into 2024. It's going to be different. It's going to be new. It's going to change the Stardom landscape a little bit. And so, look, I'm boring. I'm picking the two main events for my favourite promotion. Um, but I'm not picking the three main events for my favourite promotion because I'm not picking anything from the Yokohama. How how generous of you. Uh yeah, I think for me the ultimate excitement is you know, stardom can right the ship with a world champion at mm -hmm. the top. And I think that's the most important thing uh with these Joshi shows. There should be some fantastic pro wrestling uh over those two week that two week span or so. Um, which really starts this weekend, mm. truthfully. It starts this weekend. Um, if you're into a, some Puro companies, I know they start to fire on all cylinders um, over Christmas Eve and Christmas. As of course, we have year and climax. Um, and then it's just wrestling after wrestling after wrestling after wrestling. Uh, but for the Joshi show here, crowning a new world champion guaranteed, that is what's most exciting, I think. But there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot of great matches, mm -hmm. like I said. So uh, the one news bit we have before getting into the previews is that Alice Inc., the Scandinavian hurricane, after a one-month stay, is headed home. I was wondering if she'd stayed through Christmas or not. Uh, that's really, you know, that was probably the difference maker, and ultimately she is going home for Christmas, which I have no problem with, obviously. Uh, she was an interesting one. Uh, she came over. She did the UWF rule stuff which i don't know if that necessarily uh allowed her to maybe reach the potential that i think she has based off of the skill set that she has 
And joining God's eye to me was the perfect spot for her to, you know, maybe expand those. But ultimately she's already headed back home. So hopefully uh, she can be the first foreign wrestler to actually return in the future. I, at least I hope so, because if you're going to put her in a faction like that, I, I hope you have goals of bringing her back in over the next few months. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny, like as soon as she got put into God's eye, it was a timer for when she was leaving. We were joking before the show, it's basically, God's eye has become a black hole. Unless you are one of the core four members, you join the promotion, then you never get seen again. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Alicent comes back. I do think, you know, she showed promising stuff and like you could tell she wasn't a totally green wrestler from the moment she stepped in. Yeah. It's just, I don't think she really got the best opportunity to shine you know, we've talked about this in the past, like the best way to shine and grow in the stardom system is to be working the tag matches and to be building little personal rivalries and stories. And because she was stuck doing a lot of singles matches and doing the UWF stuff, we didn't really get to see that. Um, so hopefully, yeah, I could understand wanting to go home for Christmas, especially when you've only been there a month. It's yeah. a bit different, I think, with even like a Megan Bain who's been there long enough to get comfortable get accustomed to everything maybe she's looking forward to the kfc chicken tradition in japan every christmas uh alicing yeah let's let's see her come back uh it's Mm. always exciting when there's new names on the horizons but she's someone who definitely she hasn't had her fill with stardom as far as i'm concerned yeah um i also am wondering if we do have any new foreigners come in right last year of Mm. course at dream queendom was when mariah may and zaya brookside made their way to the company so hopefully uh we have some new foreigners on the way of course we know we have new rookies on the way which we'll get to in a little bit um but yeah that was the one news bit um a few other news bits before we get to like the main previews uh starly kid will be competing at the uh pro wrestling wave christmas show she'll be facing kohaku in singles action that should be a really good one if there mm. was anyone i'd want to see kid face particularly on one of those shows it would be her so that will be one worth checking out that's actually their big show because i believe uh venny is also defending the regina de wave championship so they've kind of loaded up that card a little bit my soccer eye is heading to diana which is very entertaining for me just because like my soccer eye does this whole like big deal gimmick now and it's like i wonder how that will feel on a smaller show um i think she'll have a lot of fun with it obviously and i I like when the you know these younger roster members or the lower roster members get a chance to kind of go out and do these shows uh starly kids kind of in the specialty lately but i know ami saray has done it a few times um i know saida has done it a few times miu amasaki of course who will be facing May Saruga in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's um it, it's it's a good to see. That's what you want to see with uh talent like this, kind of get opportunities outside of the ring. Um, because I just think it helps them grow. And it's nice to see stardom, I don't want to say repaying the smaller promotions, but like you look at the new blood shows and typically they're you know picking a couple of different wrestlers from these promotions and putting them on the shows. And not like they're, you know, making tons of money off them, but it is nice as kind of like a return for doing these new blood shows that those promotions also get to see a little bit of a talent exchange right. in return. It's, it's a sign of good faith. It, again, the rising tide lifts all uh, ships in that aspect. You know, so like Kid working uh, Wave, that's going to draw eyes uh, to that particular show. My Sakurai going to die, and that's going to draw some eyes to that show. So it's it's good to see. It gives everyone a few extra reps, a different environment. 
and I do agree. I think my Sakurai and the Diana kind of uh, show setting, mm-hmm. she's got a good chance there to just really ham it up even more than she always does. Yeah. Uh, really lean into the commoner set- setup. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, I think so too. Now, will we ever see it? I uh, I won't give Diana up. Diana sometimes. Yeah, yeah they pop up. YouTube if, connection. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case because I, I just yeah. like to see her like interact i think that's Mm. my big thing with my i know we'll be able to see uh the wave match eventually which should be really good um again starlight kid kind of stepping out of the box you know that's the biggest star that's heading out there most of the time and i just think um i I don't know if the show's at corican i feel like it might be but i um either way i saw stardom actually tweeted out which was shocking because they don't always really tweet out like other company shows yeah um so that was that was pleasant it's it's not at uh it's not a cork um but nonetheless i think that will be one worth watching but let's get into our slew of previews like i said that's what this is going to be all about today is the big preview show and then the next few weeks will be the big review shows uh for all these gigantic events um by the way, I probably, if I think about it now, probably won't go live on the 4th. There's a lot to cover after all just that. just going to sneak in a recording in between all those shows in Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be tired. Uh, but be we're a gonna... madman, which we already have established that you are, but like, there's degrees of madness. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're just going to go in chronological order here make make mm-hmm. our lives easy we're going to start this weekend stardom kicks us off they'll have a show on saturday with the return of saki kashima which is always nice to see and then we head over to the staple at cork and hall and of course is the year end climax 2023 they've kind of um, you know Listen, we everyone has this conversation every year. It's not what it used to be. Obviously, it's not the big year-end show anymore that happens one week later at Queendom. But what this one is doing is really focusing on giving you previews for that. And I think they've made a really interesting card, an exciting card, that assuming it's up before Queendom will be a great preview for a lot of the big matches. So let's get into it, shall we? Oh, I thought that was a rhetorical question. Yes, Scott, let's get into it. Let's dive in. In the opening contest, it'll be May Sarah versus Yuzuki, which I think is a very exciting uh, preview Mm. match for the bit for the you know the highly touted rookie who is you know she's making waves very quickly. I think. Um, I think May Sarah obviously is an interesting one to work her work with because of the high speed aspect. You you always, I always want to see like. Especially someone like Yuzuki, who I feel like might have some tendencies long term that can like maybe borrow a little bit from high speed wrestling, just based off the moves she does. Mm. I think it'll be interesting to see her in there with someone like May Sarah. Um, and I, I mean, we know who's winning, obviously, but you, you got to heat up Yuzuki ahead of her rookie of the year victory. Th- those are the ones we want, right? Those are the rookie matches we want, I yes. think. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be very interesting to see how she handles the high-speed nature of May Sarah because we, we talk about this whenever like someone newish is facing either Azami or May Sarah. How do they handle it? Because they don't slow down for their opponents. You've got to speed up to follow through with them, and that is a challenge for a rookie. I think Yuzuki is well prepared to handle that as best as someone in her situation can. 
And I agree. Like, I, I can see her being someone, maybe not being at home in the high-speed division, mm-hmm. but definitely someone who, like a Momo Kogo, gets a challenge or two in that division while she's working her way up the ranks. And then in the next match, Hanako will kind of get her own version of a preview match right before the big Rookie of the Year tournament a week later. She'll be facing Hanan in singles action. Mm. I think that's another exciting one for her. I think Hanako has made strides quietly through this year. If you pay attention, right, she hasn't been in any big matches necessarily, Mm. but if you pay attention to her tag matches, they clearly like her a lot. She's actually someone that doesn't always take falls in matches, right? As a rookie, like it'll be yeah. like her, Yuna, and someone else. And like sometimes Hanako's not pinned. I just think that speaks to what they see in her, uh, mm. kind of as this unofficial replacement of the tall Hameka role. Yeah. That, you know, slowly but surely, I think that's what we're going to see her fit into, whether that be with DDM or not. And Hanan will be a fun one for her to go against. I do find it funny that May Sarah and Hanan are in these spots just because they're the two that have been kind of unofficially feuding since yeah. New Blood, and now they're kind of giving the rookies an opportunity here. But uh, this is a, this, these are preview matches really for the future of Stardom all the way around. So this should be this should be good too. Yeah, these are all young kids in, in a lot of ways. And Hanako, yeah, she's definitely been the one who stood out the most amongst the rookies, which is a little unfair because obviously Aya Sakura has been out for New quite a while. With her the month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's only just starting to you know, do gym work again with her legs, which is a yeah. little concerning that she's been out for that long and not being able to. But yeah, Hanako has definitely stepped in as a rookie with a lot of promise. They've they've obviously treated her a little bit more special with her size and potential. I mean, you just have to look at that new blood match she had against Rena. There, yeah. There's a lot to like about her moving forward. Um, and yeah, Hanan is a great person to go up against. It's a good sort of, you know, we, we've seen Hanan do these kind of matches when she was the future Stardom champion. So this is mm-hmm. a walk in the park for her. Next up, we have Mai Sakurai and Tekla facing Hazuki and Saeeda. Uh, in a three-way battle, we'll have Mina Shirakawa versus Saki Kashima versus Yuna Mizumori. I think that one will be interesting to see just how it goes. Um, Yuna's been doing really great work on house mm. shows. I've, thought, I've, I've heard from a lot of people that are kind of hopeful that she can get some sort of big match out of her efforts on these shows, whether it just be like a artist you know, title match or something like that. And I think she's earned it. I don't see her ever getting elevated up the card to a bigger title match. I just, it's not her role, but mm. I could see her get an artist match or something of the sort. Cause I think she's earned it. I think she's put in uh, great work to really, especially with the likes of Tam and Natsupoyo kind of carry the mantle for cosmic angels. That's kind of the difficult thing with her getting an artist shot, though, is you need yeah. you need a Cosmic Angels for her to kind of be with. And um, obviously, Tam and Natsupoy's both been out, and you would assume once they come back, they're probably mm. going to be slotted into certain situations. So they might... Obviously, you can do artists and other things, but you might sort of have to yeah. wait a bit for that opportunity to come for. It'll be interesting to see how they use Unimizumori moving forward. Like, I can yeah. see her probably topping out at the artist or goddess situation, uh, but sometimes she gets surprised with things. I, I definitely yep. think she can get to challenging for the white belt at some point. Uh, don't necessarily see her winning it at any point in time, but yeah, she's definitely earned the opportunity because she has done a lot for stardom during this period when there's been a lot of injuries, a lot of mess. She's been very consistent, and I think she's done everything stardom's asked of her, and that's really 
all you can do in that situation. Mm. If you're not going to get opportunity after opportunity right off the bat, you've just got to prove that you're someone that they can rely on and trust. Uh, speaking of Tam, she did meet with Rossi Ogawa this weekend. As they talked about, looks like they had a good uh, good time and they're working mm-hmm. towards her ultimate return, which I'm going to guess at this point happens in January. Uh, maybe ultimately, you know, she appears on a show. I believe they're going to her hometown as they usually do or in the early year. So maybe she you know shows up on that show and then they announce her return match at maybe the February pay-per-view or something of sorts, which is always good. Always good to have Tam uh, come back and obviously seeing her talk lately has been a good thing, right? You know, cause it, when, when someone's out, you know, we have so many people out, it's like, all right, let's, let's, the more people we hear from the better at this stage, I'm waiting for my Nazi boy one though. That's the one that's like still killing me the most just because she, her presence is missed more than anyone. And we've talked about that. Absolutely agree. It'll be interesting to see yeah, when Tam comes back, how they treat the return, um, obviously, there's a few stones left unturned with her uh, untimely injury. Um, so it'll be interesting to see sort of how they handle it. Um, but, yeah, it's good to see that she exists. You know, as <laughs> you said, like, when when people get injured, they do take the time to go off social media. I don't blame them. I get sick no. of social media and I don't have the stuff they have to deal with. Um, but, it, it, you, you know, a couple of months, you start to think, oh, I hope they're doing okay. Yep. But, yeah. She seemed happy, black to the blonde hair, all that kind of important things, the investigative journalistic stuff to find out there. There was a lot of people that talked about that, so uh, good thing bringing it up. Uh, Seven Up returns, officially. This is their first match back. Again, they have randomly been re-slotted back into the stardom world. Uh, They're on three straight big shows for them. Uh, Starting with this one, they will face Shuri and Ami Saray. I'm starting to think we're going to be having a nanai shuri match um because they're paired up at every single show and they both did the uwf rules match so i'm starting to think maybe that's just where we're going maybe for the um january 4th show um it's weird it's random but it seems to be the direction uh seven up will clearly win here that's what ami saray is there for um but i mean it should be good yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven Up were really good before, you know, they, they dropped the titles the way they did and then disappeared from existence. <laughs> it, I, I do actually agree with you. I think we are moving towards an Anai versus Sherry match. It'll probably be UWF rules. Okay. Just be one on one. It should just be a singles match. That would be better. Um, but uh, it's not a bad match to chuck on this mystery January fourth show. I don't think. Yep. Um, it, it's not a feud that I think needs to carry on to like February or no. anything. No. Um, but yeah, it's a good way to heat it up in the span of a week or two because that's going to be the big question for the January four shows. You know, can you heat up any of these matches before they happen? If you're relying on this kind of stuff and maybe existing rivalries like yeah. the challenging Mayu has a history with her um then it's kind of you do all the work already enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Yeah, um, I just want to stress this. You is part of Sukebon, so that means I can get Tomoki Naba back in the new year, right? No, please, no, no. Listen, if we're gonna keep bringing her sister, I'm allowed to ask for Tomoka until that stops. Okay? Uh, God, you, you mean the the one member of the the family who's in a faction in stardom? Yep, that's exactly what I mean. We've uh, talked about this. It's the Black Hole faction. Um, tell me if you've seen this, Mr. Match before in a different form, it will be Utami Hayashida, Sayakamatani, Azumi, Lady C, Hina, and Miyu Amasaki facing the Oedotai team of Natsuko Tora, Mawatanabe, Starlight Kid, Ruaka, Rina, and Fugigin Death, who of course is replacing Saki Kashima from that cage match once upon a time. Uh, this will be a preview. Imagine if Oedotai win and everyone's like, oh, if Fukigin was in that match, they would have won. Utami would have been knocked out of Queen's Quest. The whole story changes, <laughs> sliding doors. Fukigin death was the key all along. I wouldn't be shocked if they won this one in the lead-up to the I'm guessing elimination, is it? or um, Neither of these are elimination. Oh, that's un- they often like to run those. Yeah, I thought for sure this one was elimination, but it looks like they're just staying to a 12-person tag. Obviously, the website could just be missing that, so we'll wait sure. and see. Um, I just assume this will be a way to tie his leg up heading mm. into the tag title match, and then, of course, we know what to expect at the yeah. show. Um, and then main the event. Oh, is, sorry. Before yes. you get to that, the big question is, is this match going to be Christmas themed? Because that's all I really care this about. This is the only one that would be, probably. Yeah. Because the main yeah, That's what I'm concerned about. Main event's a little like too a serious. Blood feud. This is a blood feud as well. We yeah. need some, like, Utami came out on a freaking horse last year. We need something like that again. We could do that again, at least. And Queen's Quest had the costumes already. That's true. That's true. Um, and then the main event. Uh, this is this should be great. This should be a great yes. preview match. It'll be Julia, Micah, and Mirai versus Megan Bain, Suzu Suzuki, and Sayori Ano in a preview of the top three singles matches. Um, when this was originally announced, I was like, this is like way too perfect. Um, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. 
Mariah was in DDM once upon a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, I, and I think Megan Bay and Susan Sayori, they've never teamed as a trio, but they've all teamed together over the past couple months in some yeah. form. Uh, so it works out. This should be great. Um, I I always love when they have the champions versus the challengers or so forth. I mean, I know Mike and Susan are in a different spot here, obviously. Um, but, you know, when you have the opponents pre- – previewed a big tag it's always great i always like when it's mix and match though between factions that's always a good one for me when it's the champions and the champions happen to be mm-hmm. on one side like when they did um julian or tommy versus momo and shuri once upon a yeah. time uh that was great but i mean this would have worked quite interesting with micah in and suzu swapping teams mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. works really well too the only reason i'm happy it's the teams it is is because i cherish any time mariah and suzu go at it they have yeah. such perfect chemistry, and we're going to get this again at Kurokanoi, even though it's not going to be the focal point. At one point, I, I thought both Micah and Suzu would be the ones to beat Mariah. Well, well, I was wrong. But uh, hey, hey, there's still time. There's still time, but uh, they're a much bigger match uh, yeah. to crown a brand new World Star Champion, of course. But this should be excellent. Um, I expect the challengers to get a big win here. Um, I would not be shocked if it was Megan Bain mm. pinning Julia. I don't think um, – I think if – out of all the believable ones, that match, I'm fine with them having the challenger pin the champion. Um, this kind of match is perfect for the Megan Bain victory. Yeah. You know, it really leans yeah. into her strengths. And it, it's the classic, you know, the challenger gets the leg up on the champion the show before. Um, yeah. Uh, worth noting, only – one section currently sold out for this show. Um, a lot of shows going on that day, I believe. I think Dragon Gate has a big show, actually. So, you know. You, you, you have to budget this time of year. Um, yeah, sure do. Yeah, there's so many shows. Even if, you, and even if you're one of those people, because I know like some fans over there are very mono-company-centric. Uh, even if you're just a stardom fan, like you've got a budget because there's four shows kind of worth going to in the tokyo area in the span of a week and a bit absolutely um we're now heading over to new blood new blood 12 um no more west west is over i hope you enjoyed the west we're going to come back central um the west show is really good so i would like them to go back out west because i'd like to actually see them go west because osaka is central yeah well (laughs) hiroshima exists Rossi. Um, we have two new debuts, which is a lot of fun. We have Chan Yoda returning as well, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you paid it wasn't on the cards over the past week, that was kind of a complication that my Sakurai uh, got in the booster of fights, knew the new presence faces like, listen, you got to give us a match, um, which is cr- just such a funny thing to do. And then we'll also have a new blood tag title match in your main event, but let's kick it off with. I believe her name is Sayaka Karara. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, listen, listen, we're going to need like, we're going to need a nickname here because there's too many Sayakas. In, <laughs> in I'll, I'll shorten it for you. Saya. Yeah. That's see, that doesn't help. Uh, I guess I'll we'll just call I just will go. Let's call it. It could Karara. be middle. Is Saya. Karara is just hard to say. Uh, but she will be facing Saya Kamatani. She is a big fan of Saya Kamatani. Kamatani. All right, that's enough. Uh, she will be facing Saya Kamatani. She is a big fan of hers, which is why the match has been made. 
um, which is kind of exciting to think about. <laughs> like, oh, you're a big fan of Sayakamatani. Does that mean you're going to, like, long-term try to do things that Sayakamatani does? Which, if that's the case, oh, boy, we have a rookie on our hands, folks. Um, obviously, you know, this is all about what to expect or what should we expect. I don't know. should be fun, hopefully. These debut matches are always a bit of fun because you get to get a, a glimpse of the rookie. You hear the music, you see the, the gear that they're wearing, you see how they go about it. And it's also kind of interesting because I don't think we've seen Kamatani be a debutante opponent yet. You know, often it's going to like your Momos and stuff. And obviously Momo did a great job against Yuzuki. So it's going to be interesting to see how Kamatani handles this kind of responsibility. Um, obviously, I'm expecting her to do well. But it's also kind of cool that, yeah, you sort of say, I like this wrestler, and then you get to face them in a match. Um, I would not be saying that I and my favorite wrestler is Shuri, uh, but the other rookie is going to learn the hard way to shut up about that kind of thing. Yeah, um can they top yuzuki's debut that will be the question i think well i don't know that's the thing like i have no idea that's no. going to be the question as i watch them can everyone's going to get compared to yuzuki here what she was able to do against momo um mm. obviously they both have the right opponents <laughs> to yes. do so um i like that they do the main event stars in these debut matches i think that's more important than um you know obviously going back to when Amasaki debuted against Utami. Mm. Uh, that was a new blood main event, obviously, which was how's <laughs> how your pressure. This I like that they're probably going to be opening the show. Yes. Um, and that, of course, next up is Rana Yagami versus Shuri. Uh, she was a drummer in the Makai. Um, you know, pl- is it a play? What, what the hell is it? Performance? We'll just call it. It's, I, I think performance is probably the best way to word it. Um, she's a big Shuri fan. And she was ready to square up as soon as she was shown. So uh, I think this is the rookie a lot of people are excited about just based off first impression. <laughs> um, I have, again, I, I don't know, but if these wrestlers are basing any of their style off of being a fan of these wrestlers, it's hard not to be a little bit excited. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I said that this girl should like dye her hair because it's like bleach blonde and like just have like all these different colors. It's a very Arisu Endo uh, type thing. But um, I, I'm again, I'm interested to see what she can do. Shuri's a great um, person for these matches, as we saw with Amasaki months mm. back. Uh, was that this year? Earlier this year, I think, uh, at one of the New Bloods? I believe it was, maybe. I don't know. It's been a long year, uh, but nonetheless, track of all the time she died. Yeah, well, that was the best one because Anasaki like laid in her arms. I was like, dead. Uh, <laughs> in her arms, it was so funny. But this should be great. This should be great. This should be. Um, these two matches should be a lot of fun to kind of see what we're having. I love all the rookies debuting. I think there's more rookies coming up if you pay attention to the ringside. Um, but that, that's the reason why I didn't want the, uh, Rana to die her hair because we've got a pink-haired rookie as well that we that's saw true. That's to very true. To get out of the Kirk and hold cameras at one point. So that's uh, very true. She she can't crib on that. She, she's already got that gimmick booked. That's that's a good point. Um, and I, like you said, interested to see the gear, the entrance music, and again, we will compare it to Yuzuki in every way because it's unfair. Um, just the way it but goes, we though. have we've got a lot of rookies that we can compare them to this year. You know, we, yeah. we need to have a scale. Yuzuki at the top. I'm guessing Aya Sakura had the the worst rookie match, and then you've got Hanako sure. in the middle from the three from this year. 
Um, and yeah, we can start to build our little ladder. Yeah, yeah. Try to, uh, and they're all in the rookie tournament, so we'll we'll really know the placement <laughs> that quickly. Uh, though some those two that have been around a little bit sooner should uh, have a little advantage there. We'll sooner have- is in a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Yes. I will have May Sarah versus Hina in one-on-one action. I think that's an intriguing little match. Mm. It's nice to see Hina get a showcase match. It's been a long time. Um, Hina's obviously like still doing school and stuff, so she's in and out. Um, unlike <laughs> I know Rena's in and out too, but like we know how Rena feels about school comparably. Um, <laughs> she didn't know what I taught. Yeah. No yeah. everything. Uh, but I, I'm happy to see Hina get a match and May Sarah again. We talked about it. With Izuki, this is a, always a good person for these wrestlers to go against. Yeah, he, look, Hina has done really well over the past year or so. I think she's really stepped up her game. Uh, and this is a good chance for her to prove it. You know, we, we saw Maysera and Hanan have a fantastic match at the last New Blood. And not that I'm expecting this to live up to that, but it's a nice sort of point of comparison for Hina to kind of see where she's at with everything. Like the idea that Maysera just wrestles all three sisters in a row. Uh, well, I don't think May Sarah has a, a right to go for the future title, but no, but you can still do the match if you felt like it. Yeah. Um My Sakurai and Chan Yoda team up against Arena and Ruaka. Chan Yoda's first time back in quite a while. Um, I think since the New Blood tag tournament. Um, so nice to see her and Mai back together. I thought they were always fun as a mm. duo. Oh, yeah. Um they they worked off each other really well. And then of course two-thirds of young OED. They're always very good together. So should we get a little tag match? I, I feel bad for Rossi because normally his favorite part of the year is whenever Chan Yoda is doing a press conference and she wasn't at the press conference because no. she wasn't invited. Um, so I'm kind of hoping they make up for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's going to be at ringside. Yeah, Those when, two are the most outlandish crew. You can, you can make up for it. When they it's announced a Christmas me- miracle for Rossi. When they announced the card, I remember it felt like one match short. <laughs> we learned why. Um, but anyways, uh, the grand return one year after challenging at Ryogoku Sumo Hall for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, Haruko Umasaki is back for the Stardom's big week, and she teams with Miyu Amasaki against Yuzuki and Hanako. So uh, take that for what you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> times have changed she's now a champion by the way she's the diana top mm-hmm. champion so you know booking her is a lot harder now um just because like you you know she can't lose necessarily <laughs> yeah um this is her first time back not being karma in quite a while though so I'm sorry what i know i know i know i sorry broke kayfabe um i'm actually intrigued by this match i like yuzuki and Hanako teaming up more than anything i think i would like to see that more because I think those two can benefit kind of like Crazy Star did at, you know, we're we're not in a faction, but we're kind of the two higher rookies right now. Work together. You know, they're not going to win, but it doesn't matter. Listen, Saida doesn't win most of her matches. It doesn't really matter. Like, I think that's something fun for them. Um, and I'm interested to see how, you know, the three top rookies, because I, I still consider Amasaki the rookie ranger. I know she's been around a lot longer at this point, but uh, it'll be fun to see those three trade off because the future star was looking bright. And then, of course, Umasaki who's just here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, she's very talented. Um Maybe, you know, the, the whole situation where she got the wonder of stardom title match is still confuses me. 
uh, looking back a year later, especially because yeah, it sort of didn't really jump from there on it onto anything within Stardom. But hey, it's good to see her back. It should be a fun match, and I do agree. Like seeing the rookies team together, you can see them kind of forming a. a pairing moving forward even if it's just within new blood realms because you, you get more opportunities like that as a rookie to kind of not just be underneath the the main eventers and the established wrestlers it gives you a different dynamic to work with so i'd be down for that Wingory will make their first defenses of the new blood tag team titles as they will face the rewa tokyo towers ami saray and lady c in the main event um, this should be a successful first defense for the champions. I'll be very angry if it's not. Um, <laughs> not because of, like, I know people think I'm sorry. No, I want Wingori to have these belts for a little bit, um, especially because, like, with Carmen and Starlight Kid, they were just, like, kind of around. These two are always around, you know? Um, yeah. And I think it's something for especially Ida to do for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's the main event. Both both of these two champions benefit from having the titles and getting these opportunities. Yeah, I think Saida, getting the chance to a win matches is always a bonus, and b have title matches situation. I think that's good for her. Hanan, obviously, she's grown a lot this year. This gives her a bit more responsibility to work with. It's also fun to see Lady C get these title opportunities too because, again, she's someone you're not exactly going to expect her challenging Mirai or Sayori Anu at Dream Queendom for the Wondrous Stardom Championship, but this gives her a chance to grow and learn. And I like the pairing with Amy Sora. I do think they work well together. I do too. You know, Amy Sora works in better tag teams than the one that she's actually in. Um but I digress. Uh, but that is New Blood 12. That's on Monday. That It's on Christmas. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be live. I know I will not be watching it live. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it could be live. The last one was live, so you never know. Um, I feel like it would be a, a real trick to bring it back once and then put it back to tape delay. Well, Yuzuki's, Yuzuki's debut was worth changing that up i guess hey we got two rookies so it should be doubly on youtube well, live. you know we'll we'll know how much they care about the two rookies uh, <laughs> when they make that decision uh next up we have seedlings final show of the year at cork and hall on december 28th this is a two-match show for the most part uh obviously things have changed rico kaiju retired last week dramatically changing this card and I said, if there's any bright side to someone retiring, there's never a bright side to someone retiring, especially the way that happened, mm-hmm. where we really just don't know and we'll never know why it happened. Um, if there's any bright side, it is that we have went from one really good match to two. So it's it's worth previewing here. Uh, the opening match will you know be the masked high speed fellas, uh, which I you know I don't care for, so I'm just not even gonna go uh but what's interesting here is that in the second match nagisa nozaki will make her second um promotion appearance since returning to wrestling she will team with veni and mima shimoda against natsu samire mayuki and makoto which um should be interesting um it's always nice to see mayuki wrestle because we don't <laughs> she is someone who feels like she should be a bigger deal than she is. 
I do not know what her decisions have been this year, but I don't like them. <laughs> um, I, w- I was watching. Um, I guess this is my only time to ever bring this up. So I've been watching back some of the Sunday Girls matches that they've uploaded, and she teamed with Sayori twice. Um, and ultimately faced Team Two Hundred Kilograms for the tag belts. And my God, she was great. Big shock mm-hmm. there. Said so no one ever. Like it's not really a shock that she was great. And I'm watching this, and I'm just like, what happened? I was like, what? where did you go? Like, this was a month after the Julia title challenge, right? And she just kind of disappeared. Like, I, if you don't go back and watch these Sendai Girls matches, you've probably seen, like, maybe, maybe three or four matches from the rest of her year after her little stardom run. Like, Literally, it, I've seen, if, you, if you're not counting Sukaban, I've seen three matches. One of them was live, and two of them was uh, Bakugajan. There you go. So uh, I, I hope that the new year gives us some new opportunities to see Mayuki because she's way too good to yes. be kind of in the shadows here. I'd love to see her versus Sari uh, for the Beyond the Sea Championship. I think that would be quite, quite lovely. Um, the new match. I'm going to be disappointed if that doesn't happen now. You've put that in my head. Matt, you're welcome. I want to see it. To be fair, I've I've pitched like half of the scene against Suri, but that one like feels very possible on this. And it wasn't con- it this- wasn't on my card because I forget she exists. Sometimes. Yeah, well, Maya consistently works seedling, so there's no reason for it not to happen. Mm. Um, she works pretty much all of their shows. Um, the match that was added just today. Um, or this week, I should say, was Arisa Nakajima teaming with Dash Tosako. I need everyone to understand how little this happens. Like, Dash does not leave Sendai Girls. They, they <laughs> called in the special order, and they will be facing Ryo Muzanami and Hiroyo Matsumoto in just this awesome superstar tag match. Uh, this should be great. Like, there's no, there's no if ands, or buts about it. This should be great. Like, this is turning in, you know, a sad situation, obviously, with Rico Kaiju having to retire and turning into, like, this gold tag team match of, you know, some of the more underrated Joshi on the planet. Um, I think this this is a match well worth going out of your way to see. Um, I think my only complaint is I wish I was seeing Arisa and Dash face off because that definitely doesn't happen. Mm. Um, but I'll, I'll be perfectly happy with the, what we have here. Yeah, th- this is one of those matches where you just hear the competitors and you're like, okay, that, that's a tasty match. I've got to go out of my way to find that one because you know it's going to be really good and it's going to be given the chance to be really good. Um, yeah. It would be nice to see Dash venture out a little bit more, but some people just get comfortable in their little... <sighs> She's very comfortable. A little too comfortable. <laughs> um, it's worth noting that Risa Nakajima also was on Noah's um, final Monday Magic show. Uh, she teamed with Nagisa Nozaki against Haruka Umasaki and Miyuki Takase. That is a preview for their upcoming big match, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, actually. Um, anyways, and the main event. It'll be Sari making the first Beyond the Sea title defense against Ayame Sasamura. Uh, Ayame Sasamura had a great title challenge earlier this year against Arisa Nakajima when Arisa Nakajima was champion. Uh, of course, she was the tag partner of Rico Kaiju, former tag champion now, because those titles, of course, have been vacated. If they're 
is anyone I think that had an underrated kind of breakout year and you have to watch, you know, the Indies, especially Seedling to get it. It is Sasamora, who I think is going to show a lot of people that is probably going to have the most eyes on any of her matches ever because it is Suri. And I think she's going to show some people uh, what she's capable of. I have no doubt in my mind this will be a great championship match with, of course, Suri winning. She's got no better opportunity. One-on-one versus Suri. I think everyone's going to be curious to see this match just because there is so much hype around Suri as a Joshi MVP. So anyone kind of doing their year in ballots and talking about that kind of thing, probably going to be watching this as kind of like the last chance to prove yourself if it's available, if, if you can watch it before, obviously, you put your ballots in. Some ballots finish earlier and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, look, a great opportunity, you know, hopefully make the best of a bad situation. You don't want to get your title matches with your friend and tag partner retiring, but you still get your championship main event match against someone like Suri. You might as well make the most of it, and it should be a good opportunity. Now, the preview that all of you might have actually turned this episode on for, (laughs) Stardom Dream Queendom 2023, Rio Goku Sumo Hall. The year-end show, if we were to compare to the first two, on paper, and this might be a hot take, but I think the top matches have a better chance of hitting than last. Listen, I'm not expecting the match of the year contender like Julia and Shuri was last year, but I do think that those top four I'd put up against last year um overall i think i think this is stronger because the wonder star title match is stronger uh the tag title match is i think pretty even actually mm. and i do think julia and megan bain will be great um i think it's going to be interesting when the show's all over what we're you know how we look at it um but i'm excited i think everyone should be excited obviously having two major shows that you kind of have to work off of, right? Because you're trying to make the um, Etienne Gate show a big deal moving forward. So that definitely takes a little away from it. But, you know, when we get to Queendom Day, I'm still going to be excited. I'm still going to be really looking forward to it. We're crowning a new world of Stardom Champion guaranteed. That alone makes this feel big. I think this year and last year is kind of teaching us that we do need to temper expectations slightly when yeah, it comes to We Dream know what Queendom. the big show is now, and that's yeah. Grand Queendom. Yeah, Grand Queendom is the show where they're going to throw everything they've got up against the wall. And I think for a couple of years now, we look at it being Rio Goku Hall. We look at it being the big last shot here. So we think, oh, we're going to get like the very best possible matches to put together. Now, these matches are all really, really good, and I do agree it's a little bit stronger sort of in overall compared to last year's. But we are seeing that they're not going to throw the very best matches they could possibly put together. And obviously this year's was affected by injuries and you know maybe the top two people to win the five-star getting injured. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it changes things. But even you look back at last year and it was, wasn't a show where it was top to bottom, nothing but bangers. Um, right, and I agree. There's like you don't have the Umasaki title match where you just kind no. of look at it going, really, here. Right, Anu makes perfect sense. Uh, XL make perfect sense for the tag title match, and Megan Bain like that's going to be really exciting against Julia. We've yeah. seen hints of what they can do, and you, you know both of them are going to be going a little bit harder with the lights that little bit brighter. 
I think one way I'm looking at this too, if we if we were to go back, right? Say no injuries happen. I think Susan and Micah might be facing off one on one in a special singles yeah. match. Yeah. Then we have Tam and Sai Kamatani in the main event. We'd probably have a different Wonder of Stardom title match because I think Sayori and Natsupoi will be defending their titles mm-hmm. elsewhere. That's another two matches, I think, that are just kind of taken away from this card because then you have Utami that you have to work with and things like that. Um, so, again, in the in this scenario and what is to come week after, it's kind of like a two-parter, right? It's like, all right, you're not going to put all the eggs in one basket. There's more to look forward to. Um, and then, you know, you start to hopefully start to build to Boontai. But I would like with this show, my number one thing with this show, is start creating paths for the new year. You're you're wrapping up four, okay, three major stories with you know three of your top four matches. That's great, mm-hmm. but there are there are things to go with on this undercard, and I'm hoping that's part of the plan. And I'm I'm thinking based off certain matchups, it might be, but let's get to those, shall we? Yes, yeah. Like we we can talk about where we think the plans are moving forward when we actually have the matches in question being yeah. brought up. So what I find to be a very exciting match that they just added, it it could maybe someday, depending on Azusa Naba's uh, status, you know, she's fifteen, so I don't expect her to go sign with the company anytime soon. <laughs> um, but it it was going to be Miyu Amasaki, Yuzuki, and Azusa Naba versus. Rani Yagami, uh, Sayaka Karara, and Hanako. So really a big, huge preview match for the future of stardom in every which way, uh, which is awesome to see. Yeah. If we're not going to do the future of stardom title matches on anything anymore, which I kinda, I, I'm kind of upset with that. I liked that opening sumo hall when Hanan got the big win. Like, that was a great moment. Um I would like to get back to that sometime in the new year, not just do new blood. Um, but this is this is probably fine with me. I think it's a big sense of Yuzuki's getting her first win, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, kind of getting a knob on the card. I can't stress enough. That's a huge deal for her. Uh, obviously, like this is she's in her rookie year as well. Um, I think favorite for the Joshi Awards Rookie of the Year. She's, she's at least my favorite. That's yeah. who I will be voting for. Um, it's a huge spot for her, and, and obviously for all six. I think this should be uh, a fun match looking to the future. I don't expect it to be amazing or anything, but it's still something to like look back at in like five years and be like, "Wow, look at look at the look at the world of stardom now, and where all that all of them are." We're looking at two wrestlers here who will be having their second ever matches <laughs> and they're doing so in sumo hall. Yeah. I mean, talk about opportunity. Uh, yeah, this is this is one of those matches where it's going to be really fun to watch and just kind of not take too seriously, just sort of accept like in five years, it's going to be so fun to say, yeah, we were watching them in their first and second matches. Five years' time, one of these or two of these wrestlers could be in one of the main event matches at Dream Queendom at Rio Goku Hall. That's really exciting. And it's just fun seeing the rookies get opportunities. It is. It is. I think think it'll be an interesting year specifically for Miyu Amasaki Mm. because they're starting to get a little more confidence in her in these kind of leading 
matches a little bit more. And like, I think yeah. they're going to be willing to take another chance with her, whatever that may be. Maybe that's just winning the future of stardom title. I think that's very much in the cards right now. Her that's almost going to be next. Right? Yeah. And I think that's great. I think that's a great yeah. spot for her to kind of move her up. So she's ready uh, now. I don't think she was ready when she challenged no. the last time. Now I think it would be a fair call. I do too. I do too. Um, we will have a four-way tag team match, so we're avoiding any battle royales. I think that's a big win. Um, we're avoiding gauntlet tags. We're <laughs> we've avoided it all, um, and we're just gonna have a four. We don't tag. need them every pay per view. No, 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 no. <laughs> It'll be Lady C and Hina versus Tekla and My Sakurai versus Saki Kashu and Ami Sarei. versus Yuna Mizumori and the returning Saki after all this time as well. Yeah. She got the Cosmic Angel sign in the air. It's like, we need someone for this card to give Yuna a person to tag with. It's crazy. Saki, come home. Um, the fun part is that Yuna and Saki used to be a tag team. So yeah, yeah I that, think that's pretty wild. Cool. They will be very confident together. Um, I'm going to guess that Tekla and Sakurai get the win here um, just because they're kind of the more prominent team, I guess, out of these four, but I also wouldn't be shocked if a Saki Kashima revival uh, ultimately wins the match. Honestly, I could see everyone except for the Lady C Hina team yeah. winning here. Because, yeah. you know, Saki is established well enough and Yuna's as equal as pretty much anyone else on this match. My Saka and Tekla obviously have a lot of confidence and, you know, they're two-thirds of the artist champions, but Amy Sora and Saki Kashima are both people you could easily mm. see getting a win in this kind of match. So it's kind of fun not knowing just what to expect here. It is. It is. I think it'll, like, I think it'll be like seven, eight minutes. It's going to be messy. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah and fun. I'm okay with messy. Um, if there's an undercard match to be excited about, it is unquestionably this one. Azumi will team up with the seven up duo of the Naitakashi and you to take on May Sarah, Shuri, and Mina Shirakawa. I <laughs> I mean, if they get time, this is going to be awesome. Like this is yeah. like this should be the fill-in for no artist match on this show, truthfully. Like mm-hmm. that's what that's what I want this to be. Because I think like Azumi working with these two is going to be a lot of fun. Just like the possibilities of those team ups. And then Mina and May Sarah on the one tag match they had, they worked really well together. And then it's Shuri. So like, duh. (laughs) Um, And I think Shuri's fun with these kind of characters as well. You know, especially with God's Eye, you don't see it as much, but she's got a real goofy side. And I think me and uh, Mina and May are both, types to bring it out yeah. all i want from this match obviously there's a lot of things you can hope for you've got potential matches being set up all i want in this match is for azami to do the u roll out to the outside <laughs> you know, bounce up go down and just roll out just get caught and then you yep. does it to take them all down yep, that's all i want from this match um if there's anything that hurts me about this card it's shuri's placement on the card truth see like yeah. queendom has been centered around shuri since its first, you know, first show and oh, two years, yeah, but like, still, she feels <laughs> like she's the face of the show almost, mm-hmm. and it does hurt me that she will not be in a big signature match. But I know when the lights are bright, she's gonna turn it on. As and I know she's gonna do great. Same goes with all of them, really. 
Um, I'm really looking forward to this match. My guess based off of this is we're setting up Shuri versus Nanai, and we're setting up Azumi versus Maysera, both for that Itian Gate show. I think those could be the top two matches to go with the IWGP. Um, hopefully one more, too, after that. I could see one of the titles after they're defended kind of get added on that. Not the world, but... <laughs> It'd be interesting to see if they do the artists. Like, there's obviously that's, that, that's it a possibility. Depends, it depends um, how they want to book this show and whether they want to have matches announced before the, the day of. But, like, yeah, you could use the derby to set up a challenger for mm-hmm. the next night kind of yeah. thing. I think that'd be perfect. Um, though the champions are in the match, so you could just also crown new champions in the main event because last yeah. year they did put the belts on the line they did. Uh, in the finals. Uh, but that should be a lot of good. I'd also like to see Mina do something. <laughs> like, if you want to talk about someone that should get, like, a direction soon rather than later, and it doesn't help her entire groups out. She's all by herself. Uh, but she's had a lot <laughs> Maybe of... Maybe they shouldn't have split up Cosmic Angels like they did. Uh, I will say, bless her, though. She's done really good at, like, working in these, like, mix-and-match teams. Uh, she's clearly having fun with it. Uh, Mina's done so much to prove herself this year, from leading her own group, doing it well in every big match she yeah. gets, to making the most of awkward situations like this. Like she, she needs to be commended. It's been very entertaining as well because it's all um, pissing off Mariah May because Mina and May Sarah are now hanging out, <laughs> and uh, I think that's very funny. Um, I was like, if you know, Mariah May is obviously in this new world. She's moved on. She's in AEW now, but she still pays attention to that. And I was like, that is very appreciative. She still cares. <laughs> she didn't like, you know, oh, you guys are too good. You know, she's paying attention to yes. Mina and what she's doing, which I think is funny. Um, Mayu Yutani returns after missing over a month due to her infected finger. It's it, it went from being dislocated to it looked infected. It looked nasty. Um, but she is back. Uh, she will be teaming with Saida, Hanan, and Azuki to take on Young OED and Fukigen Death. You uh, saying Fukigen Death is not uh, applicable to join? I don't know. Young OED? I don't know Fukigen Death's age. She's she's an alien. Remember? Yeah. That's how she challenged yeah. the SWA. Um, so we don't know for sure. We don't well, know. Let's, for let's sure. put it into the universe. Let's make it happen. But I'm, I'm feeling good about the idea that it will be Mayu Yutani versus Starlight Kid for the IWGP Women's Title yeah. at the January 4th show. Uh, Mayu did say today in an interview that she wishes the match was on Wrestle Kingdom. That being said, I feel like she's going to turn that wish into this fantastic world title match right before. Like, okay, if you're not going to put me on there, then guess what? I'm going to do what I do. And you're gonna you're gonna pay for that. You're gonna want me on that show next year. Um, and putting Starlight Kid in this first ever big main event—that's how you restart a year, right? We, you yeah. and me have talked about this off air. It has been the most forgettable year for Starlight Kid after really a year and a half of being a top, like arguably top five featured performer mm-hmm. in Stardom. She did nothing this year. Nothing. She fought Azumi for the high-speed belt that was like it yeah that's all i remember yeah it's time to fire her back up she didn't get to have the big match with mayu that might have started to you know kind of kickstart her into a new direction mm-hmm. this feels like our chance to get that back and it's going to be in the biggest match of her career yes. if so 
I hope that's where we're going. I'm fine if Oedo Tai is the team winning here. I don't think they are, truthfully, just because it's it's pretty much the A team of stars because <laughs> Kogum's <laughs> not around. Um, but that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping after this, it they make that official. I would make it official now, but if they feel the need to do this first, so be it. That should be the match. I think that with Starlight Kid's popularity, it that hasn't gone away. No. I think a lot of people will like to see her get that big shot. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We, we've, we were talking about, uh, what are they going to do with Mayu Watani? I know for a while, you, you know, we're both kind of on the, uh, could be Shuri if they just want to chuck a big name at it. Now that Shuri seems to be directed towards the night, I think Starlight Kid is the perfect choice for all of the reasons you said. And the fact that we didn't get that big match at the Five Star Grand Prix, yeah, even though we've seen it two years in a row on that final night, we're all yearning for it again. It's such a good sort of point of impact. And if Mayu is looking at the Tokyo Dome and looking at Wrestle Kingdom and maybe feeling a bit slighted that she's not getting to be on that As she show, should. yeah, yeah, you can t- debate the merits of oh, you get to have twenty minutes versus five minutes and all that jazz. But the reality For is, sure. it's the Tokyo Dome. You'd be performing in front of thirty, forty, fifty thousand people as opposed to two thousand people. It's a big deal. It's a big difference. If she's feeling in any way slighted by that. I get the feeling she's going to come out and make a real impact and very real chance looking at that Wrestle Kingdom card. And if it's Mayu versus Starlight Kid, this could be the match of January 4th. For us, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's my favorite matchup. Brian who? Brian who? (laughs) It's my favorite matchup in Stardom. The the past two years of it has been great. Uh, last year, it was one of my favorite matches of the year. This year, now finally moving over to a championship match. I mm. think that's the next step. Um, so hopefully that's the direction they go. I want Starlight Kid to get back up the card. I want my, I'm, I'm very excited for Mayu main event. We'll talk a little bit about that as we close out the yeah. previews. But uh, that's pretty much the best we could do for that. This time last year, we were both looking at Starlight Kid going, I can see her winning the Cinderella tournament. Yeah. 
Listen, I here we are a year later going, she's got to at least do something this year. I said it a few weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. I'm not touching the Cinderella tournament <laughs> prediction anymore. <laughs> That's not happening. Not happening. Um, Some people just to put money on Mariah going triple. It all depends on who's champion. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. Um, God's the Stardom Championship match. It will be Aphrodite making their first defense against Natsuko Tora and Momo Watanabe. This has the chance, in all actuality, if they hit their highest potential to be the best match of the show. And I mean that wholeheartedly because Natsuko Tora works better with no one than Utami Haishishita. Yes. Momo Watanabe has all the history in the world with these two that I'm pretty confident that they are going to work perfectly in that. If they hit their highest potential through Tommy and Saya, you know, they, they go all out a little bit more now, right? It's been, they've been, they've been back on the house shows for a month. Now they're good to go. This has the potential to be the dark horse match of the show. Um, I still believe obviously in the world title match and the wonder title matches specifically, but I'm really excited for this title match. I don't see a, a champion being changed here. You know, there's always the swerve of how do we keep the Queen's Quest for Wano tie story going a little bit longer? Nah, nah, we can end it now. <laughs> I think we can end it here. Um, definitively, big tag title match. Aphrodite kicks or ends the year by really kicking off their reign now. Um, and I think this should be fantastic. 2024 should be the year of Aphrodite as a team. Um, this is what I was hoping for when they both went down with injury. Uh, I wanted to see them come back and do the team because I think it's so important after the cage match and that story, seeing these two team together and really find their stride. And it makes perfect sense to essentially kick off the new year after everything that happened by defeating the demons that are Oweto tied. Uh, I absolutely agree. This is going to be a fantastic match. I think all four are going to go all out because they recognize the importance of the slot. They're in Sumo Hall. This is one of the showcase matches. It's a chance for everyone to kind of remind, you know, we are important. XL did fantastic whenever they teamed together. So that's a team I really like seeing. As much as I like seeing Black Desire, I almost prefer seeing XL in a lot of ways. So I'm really excited to see this. The main reason, beyond just what I've said, why Aphrodite should retain champions, look at the render they're using for them. That is an S-tier render of it's Aphrodite powerful. with the tag belts together. It's powerful. We can't get rid of that after, what, two weeks, three weeks of that no. existing? It's too powerful, as they are. Um, yeah. I, I, if you told me 2024 was the year of Aphrodite in every which way, I would not be upset. No. Um, should be a fantastic tag title match there. Um, and then next up, we have WWE versus AEW. It'll be Julia! Versus Megan Bay for the Strong Women's Championship match. Um, in all seriousness, there is a reality where this could be Julia's final stardom dream queen. There is a reality where that's true. She has been a, an integral part of the first two shows. Returning, right, after injury against Konami in a very special match winning the World of Stardom Championship last year against Shuri in what I thought was the match of the year. Now she's going against Megan Bain in a very uh, interesting match that almost in many ways highlights the vast 
differences of stardom, I think, these days, right? With the um, with inserting these titles that this one especially they did not ask for. Ask for they did not. <laughs> this was supposed to be Mercedes Monet's belt. We all know it. Meant to be Mercedes Monet versus Megan Bain in AEW. But yeah, way to drop the ball there. Um, but what Julia has done is tried to make the best of a situation that she was not supposed to be in. Mm. And that's something she does so great. Yes. And that is how we got to this match. Megan Bain versus Julia was not supposed to happen a few weeks ago. It was it was injury, sickness, whatever it may be, that ultimately made the match happen. They went 15 minutes in a small town and absolutely killed it in 15 minutes. And I and I truly believe that is what has led to this match. They did so well. It was it was probably like Julia's best performance in months truthfully. Um and Megan Baines one of her best, you know, with that in the Tam match, I think. And and now we enter this match, big stakes obviously. I think you know, if there wasn't the battle in the valley, thing where we know Julia is going to be there. I think there would actually be some believability in Megan Bain winning cuz one, she's someone who, you know, AEW obviously works with New Japan, could have easily made that happen. And two, she's been someone that has gotten over in her time here. I think she is someone that a lot of the fans have, you know, almost marveled at because of, you know, what she brings to the table as opposed to everyone else. I think these two are going to have a great title match. I think Julia is for sure winning because of the battle in the Valley aspect of this. Um, but I desperately hope that this is not the final stardom dream queendom for Julia, because I do not want her gone, obviously. But uh, if it is, she's going to put on a show one way or another. I'm really looking forward to this AEW versus Stardom match. Thank you very much, Scott. Um, it'd be interesting to sort of go back in history because I could actually see this match being something that was meant to happen regardless of that little random sure. singles match. And maybe it was meant to be a protected match. And I thought, screw it, let's sort of, you know, beta test it here, give them a chance to kind of, you know, build some hype around the match. And obviously it's, it's worked out really well. The combination of that... Megan just kind of having this presence and like it is a cheat code in Japan to be big and intimidating, uh, but you need to make the most of that. And I think Megan Bain has taken that cheat code and fashioned it into a really compelling gimmick for stardom. Um, and that combined with Julia's improving English, allowing them to kind of do a bit more back and forth uh, chit chat banter going at each other. Uh, resulted in a match like if you told me this even after the tam match you know this is going to be one of the main matches of the dream queendom at the time i probably would have been like oh okay cool not necessarily what i'd like to see but here i am in december and i'm looking forward to this match and i reckon it's going to be even better than their 15 minute draw which is really exciting because it does set the bar high for these four final matches that we've been talking about i'm yeah, I'm. I, I, it's hard to not think about the future when it comes to Julia right now. Um, yeah, is she going to win her second red belt? Is she going to win her second white belt? Isn't that right, Scott? Or is she going to win? Yes, her first you are right. WWE Trent. Women's Championship. Yeah. Um, 
I I haven't I will say this. I'm not like everyone that's like given up hope on Julia, like, oh, she's gone. Like there's a lot of people out there that actually do feel that way. I think a lot still has to be done um to keep her. But to me, there is still this big thing she never got to do, and that was have a true big World of Stardom title reign. And and I think if what she has said in the past has any bearing on what she may want in the future, I think she wants to continue bringing stardom up. And hopefully things work out the way that benefits stardom, benefit us as fans and she does stay uh but she is someone for years that i think we also can accept yeah it makes a lot of sense if wwe does want to bring her in Um, we knew she was going to get headhunted pretty much from the moment she walked in like it just you had that vibe of if any if wwe is going to go for anyone in stardom it was going to be her yep in saying that, now I'm kind of in the point where like, I, I don't want to see it happen for many reasons, obviously, but I do feel she's, despite having won all of the main titles and won the five-star Grand Prix, I still feel there's so much for her to do that hasn't yeah. been done yet. Right. And I think stardom would be in a better position having her to continue to do that. We still haven't got the Utami match. We haven't got a true red belt match. Even after Grand Queendom, I do think ultimately the Tam story still needs a proper conclusion. Uh, I think yeah. DDM has still have certain steps to take and grow and evolve. I think the Suzu story still needs to grow and evolve. And I think if Stardom can provide a compelling enough offer on the table, yeah, they can't outbid WWE for Julia. No one. But can. if if they can at least give her an offer where it's like it's it's a close enough. And I can feel more at home in Japan, continue to lift up Japanese wrestling, which she has said she wants to do. And still travel. And still travel, still gets the opportunities. If they can make those concessions to her, I and I don't know her at all. So this is just speculation. But I feel like she would rather do that. Yep. It just comes down to, yeah, you know, this Bushi Road situation came at the best and the worst time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it could work out for the best because she's seeing, okay, they're deciding to change things or they won't be able to change things enough in time and she's like i'm out uh we won't know till march or april like we all we can go is off the rumors of she signed till march and had a like a essentially a handshake agreement to stick around a bit after that until then all i'm worried about is what are we getting from julia what good matches are we getting Um, yep no need to stress over stuff because i can't convince her to sign no if if i can influence her Tell me, I will go to Japan, I'll talk to her, I'll present a compelling case, but I don't think I have that kind of influence. All I can do is sit back and hope. Um, I think if she does stay, she could be the one that beats Mayu for the IWGP women's title. I think that's a real possibility. Combining the belts and just having one belt like it always should have been. Yeah, because, you know, Mercedes may not come back around, so... Where does the point of the title go from there? <laughs> um, I think that's always a possibility. Uh, but wonder of stardom championship match, Mirai will defend once again against Sayori Ano. And I know a lot of people when this match was announced, when Sayori walked out there, they kind of, a lot of people were kind of against it. And I celebrated it. One, because it wasn't Ami Sarai and my Sakurai. Two, <laughs> two, because I know that they're going to redeem themselves. They're not going 30 minutes this time around. It's not happening. No. They wouldn't run it back if it was. 
Yeah. They're going to go 20 minutes all out, and we're going to get the match that we've seen them preview, essentially, in their first two matches. Sayori has been an MVP this year. Like, wherever she's gone, specifically Stardom, she's helped raise things up, right? She is. She won the artist belts. She won the God of Stardom tag belts. Obviously, those reigns didn't go as expected, unfortunately. But nonetheless, she's had main events that she's delivered in. She had a great five-star Grand Prix. She's done a lot. She's done a lot. And it would not surprise me if she won this match. It would be very different because obviously she is not a signed talent as far as we know. But it wouldn't be surprising because she is someone they clearly like a lot having around. She clearly likes being there. She takes a lot of dates from stardom, even Mm. house shows. Mm. You know, like every other outsider, they're here and there, right? They're in and out. Uh, Risa Sarah never took well, even last year when she was around a lot, she didn't take the dates like Sayori does. Sayori's taking house shows. Sayori's leaving Tokyo, per se. Like th- She's been closer to the Natsu Samira uh, schedule than the Risa Sarah schedule for stardom. Yeah, she she's around. And I, I don't... I'm not saying, like, I know for sure if she wins or not, but there are different scenarios where if she were to win... I think it would be more exciting just because I think we're on the way to Natsupoi winning, if that's the case. And obviously, I desperately love that. Uh, but it's fun to go into the year-end show, right, and have the believability that the title could change. Um, last year, we didn't have that <laughs> at all, <laughs> even remotely. Like, I remember going into that match. I'm like, all right, let's just get this over with. Yeah. Um, this year, I think that not only could they have the best match of the show, champion could change. I'm still 60-40 with Mirai winning. I'm not, you know, giving Sayori like this 50-50 chance. No, I'm still pretty confident Mirai wins. But I also wouldn't be surprised in the least bit if Sayori was able to take this home. And this is a big match for Mirai as well. I, I, you know, we are both huge fans of hers, but I'm still waiting for that big title defense, right? That signature match in this title defense. It's still early. She's only had a few defenses, but I think that's something she needs. And that's assuming she retains here. She needs this match to be that match. I think she needs to shut down a lot of doubters that still remain for her. And I think the way Sayori sells and the way that she can wrestle and feed off of Mirai, it should be that, and I'm very excited for this title match. This is going to be the last half of their initial championship match. Yeah. And that's really exciting because the last half was really good. It got bogged down for the reason all these draws get bogged down because they've been asked to go 30 minutes, and that's a long time to wrestle. You cut this down to 18, 20 minutes, maybe not even that. Who knows? Uh, I think you're going to get a much stronger match. Both wrestlers are going to look a lot better coming out of it. And look, I'm I'm more on the train of Mariah retaining. I'm closer to 75, 25 um, because I don't think they did all of this to get the title on her, to have her drop it after a couple of defenses. Um, but... Yeah, it, it will be interesting because Sarah Inu is someone you could definitely see them entrusting with the white belt and entrusting her to, you know, 
change things up a bit, you know, because the one thing we have said is stardom need to kick things off differently in 2024. Two new top champions is certainly one way to go about it. But I, I believe in Mariah. I know you believe in Mariah. And I believe most of the listeners believe in Mariah. And there's going to be a couple who, you know, Mariah could put on a six-star match and she still won't be worth it. Um, but she, she is a special talent. There's reason to be confident in it. And they, I think they're both going to come out of that uh, draw kind of knowing, yeah, we've got more in us. Uh, and this is the chance to show it. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited for this one. Um, they're chasing... Saya versus Tam in mm. terms of Queendom wonder stardom title matches. I think that's a match that's reachable, truthfully. I think I don't it's a think very it's high bar. It is, it is, but these two are wrestlers that I have a lot of belief in. Um, so be a lot of fun to see that one unfold as well. And then, of course, the main event to crown a new world of stardom champion, it'll be the five star Grand Prix winner, Suzu Suzuki. Finally, getting her shot at the title. Of course, you know, when the five-star winner has won in the past, they usually are wrestling here for the belt. But, you know, since we knew that wasn't happening, uh, she'll get finally get her shot. She'll go against the woman that won the one-night tournament at Corican Hall, Micah, in, one of, in what I will actually say is probably the most highly anticipated match in stardom since the um, all-star grand queendom. I think I unquestionably for me is the most highly anticipated match. These two have been on a collision course for months. Now it started with the generational struggle where these two were teaming up and happy and kind of, you know, Suzu is challenging Mike a lot. Why can't you win? Why can't you get these things done? Ultimately leading to the five-star Grand Prix final. You know, we, everyone can have their debates of how we got there and injuries change certain things. But at the end of the day, these two put on a show in that five-star Grand Prix final. And it was Suzu who got the win. And in that great picture that they got, they got a great moment where Micah sat against the ropes watching Suzu get crowned. You know, she couldn't get her moment again. Fast forward to the Tag League final. Micah gets her redemption, right? It's not the five-star Grand Prix, but it's still a big win over Suzu Suzuki. And then, of course, she gets her one-night tournament win going through um, Ami Saray and Momo Watanabe in a red-hot cork and all, chanting her name. Bringing us to this match, it is the biggest championship story of the year, right? It's a story that's deserving of the World of Stardom Championship. There's a reality where Suzu Suzuki would be defending at this show. Now, things didn't happen that way. Tam couldn't defend, so we do this. I can't wait for this match because ultimately... While I do want Suzu Suzuki to win, I will not hide that in any way, shape, or form. I am a huge Suzu Suzuki fan. I think giving her the belt and running with it is a great decision. I will not be upset in the least if they go with the hot hand here and they go with Micah. Because ultimately, this might be Micah's only chance. 
And what Mike has been able to do this year from the tag title match alongside Jamaica against 7-Up to the big Jamaica match at Grand Queendom to the, you know, the, uh, the generational struggle stuff to her five-star run, right? Beating Mariah on that final night and, you know, going to the finals, tag league, all that. She's earned it. This has been the breakout year for Micah, 1,000%. Suza will get her time no matter what. Like, she is going to be World of Stardom champion, whether it's on the 29th or a few months down the road. You know, she will get her time. For Micah, this might be this might be it. And I think that kind of adds even more intrigue to the match. Um, I think Suzu wins because I think Suzu's supposed to be champion right now, and I don't think she was going to drop it to Micah. But I sure am a little bit closer to 50-50 than I am on any other match. And I think that's the exciting part for this and for it to be the main event of the show. Yeah, look, we, we both of us here have been on the Suzu train, not just, you know, recently to win the title, but just in general. You know, we've been riding that train for a long time now, and we both feel Suzu should win this, but there is no one hotter in the company right now than Micah. Um, and it, you can try and pass off a couple of different things, but she's been hot pretty much since... It's easy to forget, but that February 4th show where My Himmer challenged for the titles, that was the first time the crowd was allowed to cheer in stardom. And we haven't heard the crowd, like the crowd weren't able to cheer for her since she first joined the company. So from the moment cheering was allowed, she's been getting some of the biggest reactions in the company. It's not just been since the five-star Grand Prix. It's been since then. You could very well see them saying, you know what? Let's go the hot hand. And the only thing I ask, if they were to do that and give Crown Micah, it's a fantastic moment. I hope they've learned from their mistakes earlier in the year because that's what they did with Mina Shirakawa. Neither of us believe she was meant to win originally at All-Star Grand Queendom, maybe not even meant to get the match at All-Star Grand Queendom, but she got the hot hand. She had the crowd behind her. And then they gave her the title and then still tried to awkwardly bring it around to their original plan. If you are going with Micah and she wasn't the original plan, you have to commit fully. You have to give her a proper reign and don't circle back to the original plan. Yep. Go with Micah, trust her, gun with it. Or you give the title to Suzu and follow the original plan, as well as you can follow an original plan where there's been injuries and changes and all of that. Yeah. Both of them make sense. Both of them are exciting. They provide a really compelling uh, opening 2024 situations. You've just got to commit hard either way, and we are in for a treat. I think both roads uh, naturally lead to Saya Kamatani, truthfully. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's ultimately where we're supposed to be going at the end of all this. Uh, Micah versus Saya speaks for itself. That is you know, one of the true great rivalries of this generation of stardom. Sayakamatani had choice words for Suzuki in her return uh, interview that made that made a lot of us think maybe that was going to be the match had yeah. Suzu won, and ultimately we'll never know. But um, I think I think the fun of this match does come down to unpredictability and does come down to what's next. Right, Stardom gets to start their next chapter with a new world champion. And 
it's one of those times you have a perfect choice no matter who you pick. And mm-hmm. like you said, if you're going to switch over and give Micah the belt, have a plan in store, right? Yeah. Don't don't rush it. Let her get a real run and then she can drop. Even if it's to the Boontai show, that's a real run. It's real, especially right? with the uh, triangle derby not impacting it, because that was the big issue. Yeah. It wasn't so much Julia's title reign length, although we, I think we all in hindsight wish it went a little bit longer. But it was the fact that you couldn't build either of her title matches beforehand. Right now, you can, like, you know, you can build up a Mike's first couple of events before that Boontai show. Yep. Uh, so this should be a fantastic show. I love getting to preview it because that's where a lot of my hype comes from for this show. Um, and it's looking good. It's looking good. So, uh, starting to read Queendom, December 29th, I will be going live uh, in the afternoon, Eastern time, to review that. So, uh, if anyone wants to jump on, feel free, because it should be a lot of fun. Uh, let's get to the next show, because there's just so many. Happy New Year stardom. New Year stars 2024 on January 3rd in the Yokohama Budokan, they did announce a card that, like you said, does not affect anything. <laughs> Thank God, right? It's almost a blessing in disguise. Um, we will see the Triangle Derby return. Uh, I think that was a big question with how things were being handled. They never announced it with their upcoming show announcements. They didn't do a big reveal of entries, and it's because it's now a one-night tournament, which I think is actually a great spot for it. I'm fine Triangle Derby continuing on. I don't want it taking up two months again. Yeah. That, you know, that absolutely stunted. And I thought I enjoyed the tournament for the most part, especially the finals, right? That was great. But it stunted Stardom's year, mm. and they never could get that momentum fully back. I, I think this is the best way to kind of make a special show because they're also doing the Rookie of the Year tournament for the first time in a very long time. The last winner was Saya Kamatani. I'd argue she worked out pretty well. <laughs> so it, the, the the Rookie of the Year tournament is a big deal because when someone wins it they they go on to do some great things so let's let's talk about the card shall we the rookie of the year tournament is as follows yuzuki versus rana yagami and hanako versus sayaka karara um i think it's pretty easy to figure out it will be yuzuki versus hanako in the final and from there it's a little bit unpredictable i would not be shocked if they pulled out the big upset yuzuki win so early i think hanaka wins but i would not be shocked just because you know of how clearly high they are of her um and she's a little bit more advanced than most rookies are right she she's a little bit further along for someone that's a month in i should say (laughs) um i think hanako gets the big win though i think that'll be a nice big moment for her after this year of work yeah it's it feels hard not to imagine hanako winning just because she's got that longer sort of run within the company and she's someone that we've seen they trust and they want to give her opportunities and stuff so it's 
it'd be a bit different if maybe she didn't have the potential and shown what she already has. Sure. Um, but it is, yeah, there's just enough about Yuzuki that you could convince yourself that they pulled the trigger because ultimately the rookie year isn't necessarily just the person who has the most experience as a rookie. You know, I mean, Jungle Kiona won hers when she like had only been in the company for a month or two. Mm. So they are willing to pull the trigger on that kind of situation. But you would assume Hanako wins. Hard to say what to expect overall from this tournament until we see the, the debutantes yeah. in action. But it's it's nice to see the tournament come back because it is when you have enough rookies to do something, yep. it's always a good sign. Yeah. Um I'd love an upset just for the fun of it, truthfully. Um, but I'm happy it's back. I'm happy that they've combined them for this one night show. Yeah. Um uh, it's eleven matches in total on the show, so it's a big packed paper. This is gonna be opening night Cinderella tournament situation. Yeah, yeah. It will be. Uh, maybe a little bit longer. At least there's no uh, time limits on them, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, there will be a special tag. It will be Hazuki, Nanai Takahashi, Yu, and Saki Kashima versus Micah, Mina, Shirakawa, Sayori No, and Yuna Mizumori. So uh, not giving away anything regarding the title matches, which I like. Um, mm. You know, Micah and Sayori are in this match on the same, on the same side, um, while... Uh, Suzu and Mirai are both in the tournament. So, again, doesn't give away anything, which I am appreciative of, <laughs> just because, like, that that's part of the difficulty of booking a pay-per-view one week after. You don't want to give away your big event. Uh, but let's get into the Triangle Derby. Let's uh, do some pick-ems here. I think it's okay. fun. We know the bracket. We know how it's set up. Um, so it'll be matchup number one, Julia Teklin, my Sakurai, the reigning. Artists of Stardom Champions against Lady C, Hina, and Miyu Amasaki. <laughs> there's, there's, there's two Queen's Quest teams. They did not try and even them out. No, uh, not even a little, which is very exciting, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think we know who's winning that one. Bari Bari Bombers will move on. And then for me, the first round matchup of the whole shebang, it'll be Suzuki, May Sarah, Megan Bain versus Tommy Hayashishta, Saya Kamatani, and Azumi. That's bad. This is a this is a fascinating match. It's that's a fascinating. That, match. That's a final in the first round. It, it really like the first round in this tournament is generally pretty predictable, except for this one because it yep. is like so much stronger on either side. I lean towards Megan Bain, Suzu, and May Sarah, but it is like fifty one forty nine for me because. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, there's a chance that this is the day before a high-speed title match between Azumi and May Sarah. It is. I could see Azumi get a win to yeah. over May Sarah to kind of build up to that. I think that's a real possibility. Um, this is as good as it gets, though. I- I'm going to go with the Queen's Quest team just because, like, I I feel like eventually this trio should get a little further than like <laughs> the, the the minimum because it's, it's like deceptively ineffective. This trio, yeah, like we see them and like, oh, this is the super trio, like they should they should win everything, and then they don't. Um, but I could you this know, go it, to a draw? It could. It definitely could get the Bari Bari Bombers into the final. I think that's actually a great possibility yeah go to a 15 minute draw i think that's probably maybe the most likely possibility uh easy way to cut down a match as well exactly. uh, on the show get the bari bari bombers in there and then they put the titles on the line in the finals 
Because you've potentially got the high speed champion and the world champion on one side, and potentially the the, tag the, the strong uh, and the strong, champion, yeah. And on the other side, like you've got champions almost guaranteed on either side. It's uh, hard to pull the trigger on either side, really. Absolutely. Um, in the third matchup will be Mayu Yutani, Hanan, and Saida versus Natsuko Tora, Momo Watanabe, and Starlight Kid. Um, I think the Oedo Tai team wins here. Don't think that's a real shock. Uh, keeping keeping Hazuki out of this kind of was a giveaway for me, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Hazuki, if Hazuki's in the Eda spot, they're going to the final. Yes, um, but they're not. So um, that should be a way to tie winning. And then Shuri, Mariah, and Amisurai take on Ruaka, Rina, and Fuki in death. Uh, so for the second year in a row, I think Shuri Mirai and Ami Saray get a little bit further. That would mm-hmm. lead us to Julia Tekla and Sakurai potentially against no one moving to the finals, which now that you bring it up feels like the most likely outcome. <laughs> uh, but if they do face any either of those trios, you know, I, I feel like they would lose. <laughs> like in, yeah, in all actuality. The reality is, yeah, like Barry Barbaras could make the final and they could get knocked out in the second round. Again, it depends what they want to do. Do they put the artist titles on the line in this tournament? Is it setting up a potential match for the next day? Right. Without knowing this, it's almost impossible to properly predict, but that side of the block mm-hmm. is pretty up in the air. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think you're definitely, because like, there's also the possibility Julia defends strong the day after, right? So yeah. it's kind yeah. of the point of that title um, <laughs> to be in this New Japan esque world, which that, show is supposed to be uh so we'll have to wait and see there but i do think that julia teclin my sakura get to the final thanks to a draw mm. once you brought that up and then i think it will be natsuko tor momo watanabe and starlight kid versus shuri mariah and ami Saray. that's a very enticing uh match there i think that could yeah. go either way um if they're building up starlight kid for the next day you know, there's a possibility they make it to the finals, but also Shuri Mirai and Ami Saray, they made it to the finals last year. So there's that to consider. Um, it's really a toss-up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to side with the God's Eye trio, um, but I wouldn't be shocked either way. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to go towards God's Eye winning this pairing, uh, this particular match. I could see them pushing the Oedo uh, tie a team all the way but i think at the same time like if they want starlight kid to be the Maya watani opponent i yeah. also would prefer her not doing three matches in a row and yeah. then having to do that one and i, I know i've also just sherry facing the night takahashi but i feel like that's a bit of a different situation um and i will also say that i do think that whichever team wins i think wins this match wins the whole thing um, because I don't think you have the champions win back to back years. Last year the champions <laughs> won. Yeah. Uh this year I don't think you can do that again. Uh well you can. Don't get me wrong, you can. Uh sorry, sorry, I don't... won the gold rush. Yeah, they did win that. Um, but I I, I like the idea that you know Shuri Mariah and Ami Saray maybe win the trios belts. Now there's still the problem if Mariah's still champion and you have another double champion. Which Artist I don't belt want. Is a bit different, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, Julia has made sure not to defend those belts. Um, but yeah, there's um, there's an interest level there, and I think we've all had Sherry, Mariah, and Ami Saray kind of pegged 
to win these belts and they just haven't yet. Uh, so I think this could be a possibility here, but uh, should be a lot of fun on that show. Um, and then let's lead into our final two previews here, shall we? Shall we indeed? Um, so Stardom's uh, show that doesn't really exist yet um, is let me let me get the official name. It is okay. It's cool. Website doesn't want to work for me. Love that. Um, the official name for this show is the Etienne Stardom Gate 2024 at Tokyo Dome City Hall. Three sections are sold out for anyone that cares. Um, I'm sure a lot more will be sold out depending on those walk-ups and whatnot. You know, there's going to be people walking up. When they announce any matches, yeah, Yeah, that would help. Um, Nothing announced for the show. Sorry, four sections are sold out. My apologies. I missed one. Um, So that's always nice to see (laughs) without a card. Um, This will, of course, be somewhat colliding with the TJPW signature show, which we'll get to. Somewhat colliding. Well, they're two hours apart, but they are colliding at one point. Yes. Yes. Um, so some psycho, which if I was there would be me, could hit all three. You could hit the TJPW show, the stardom show, and then Wrestle Kingdom in a row. It That's is close enough. The venues are close enough. Yeah. You're, you're, there's going to be someone that does that. <laughs> you, I know that. Like, there will be someone out there that does do that. Um, Bless Skipping the start of the stardom show, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no, I missed a prelim match. Oh no, I mean, I missed the match that isn't even scheduled yet. Stardom Damn. could make it interesting by starting with like the high speed title or something. That's, That's true. Really... That's true. If Which they are, be... if they are truly counter booking TJPW in that manner, yeah. they could yeah. pull that. Um, so I expect two or three title matches on this show, uh, but it's all about Mayu versus whoever. And mm. if it's Starlight Kid, that's as exciting as any match Stardom has over those two weeks for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth. We yeah. don't get big Mayu matches enough anymore, folks. When we do it, it's a little bit extra special. Um, and hopefully uh, with this in order, I'd like to see the IWGP title, you know, with a little more focus in the new year. Um it's asking a lot, I know, but she's had this with this match. It'll be three defenses in like four months, so it was a pretty good run. It was a pretty good run, <laughs> finally. Uh, and I, I want stardom desperately. This has nothing to do with the IWGP titles. I want them desperately to lean back on their titles this year. Like that is something they got away from in 2023, and I think that hurt the year more than anything else. The world of stardom and wonder of stardom titles were like. I don't know, almost second fiddle sometimes, especially the world. Now, and that was before the injuries. Tam won that belt in April. She defended it three times. That's not enough. The World of Storm Championships, the that's the that's the prominent prize in women's wrestling. It's the prominence prize if Suzu wins. That's true. That's true. Um but I desperately hope that it's something they lean on. And, you know, you can throw the IWGP title in there because, you know, Mayu won it and didn't defend it forever. So it's fitting, uh, actually. It would have been one thing if she was also defending, like, during the time Tam wasn't. No, no, she wasn't. <laughs> um, So I want them to lean back on their champions, lean back on their belts. That's what sells tickets. That's what people want to see. They want to see the champions. Um, So I think that's important. I have no idea what the show is going to look like. No idea at all. It's brand new. 
uh, but it's the first, and that's very important. Uh, Road, Stardom, they want this to be a yearly thing. I think Road does, but Stardom <laughs> will now. Um, it, and if it's successful, it creates this perfect one-two punch that makes way too much sense not to do. Right for both companies, like obviously, I would love to see the IWGP title match defended on Wrestle Kingdom, but I'd also love to see them get the time. Mm. <laughs> that ain't happening on Wrestle Kingdom, so this yeah. feels like a perfect lead-in. Um, I'm excited about this show. I'm excited about watching way too much wrestling over a. I think TJPW starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom will probably end at like. 6 or 7 a.m. Eastern, and wrestling doesn't stop in between that time. So, giddy up. I think there's going to be probably a little time between stardom and New Japan. Um, not a lot, though. No, not a lot. Because um, typically, yeah. if people did the TJPW show and then went to Wrestle Kingdom, they had a little bit of time, but we're not talking ages. No. Especially if you wanted to sort of get in and get comfortable, like There's you'll have time, time for a piss one. break and maybe put in a pizza order and stuff, but maybe order deliver rather than ta- uh, going and picking it up. Maybe my secret. Well, uh, it's gonna be like twelve a.m., so I'm probably not gonna be ordering pizza. I'm just gonna have snacks and stuff. Right, I'm talking to go. prime time here in Australia. Baby. I know, I know. It works out for you. It doesn't work out for me, um, but it'll be a lot of fun. And I think this hopefully is the start of a new tradition that works out. Uh, for stardom because I do think it's exciting. I do think it's something to look forward to. And uh, hopefully next year they don't have a Budokan show booked right before it. Yeah, the Budokan show always felt like that was meant to be their big, you know, January 4th period show. And then they're like, let's do another one. Um, The one good thing, like looking into the start of 24 is I, 2024, I feel like we are going to get a really strong start of the year for my because part of the reason she's got this belt is to kind of promote the the movie that she's got coming out. And I feel like her schedule is going to ramp up leading to that. So I think we're going to get a really good match here, be it with Starlight Kid or if they've got some other mystery person lined up. And I think for the next couple of months, we're going to get interesting Mayu matches, at least until the movie hits. And if it flops, she loses the belt. If it becomes a box office smash, she remains champion. Uh, For anyone wondering... I'm just looking at the schedule here now for Stardom's kickoff to the year. So they oh, do have ridiculous. a core. They do have a Corican on the sixth. Yes. Go to Nagoya on the seventh. Yes. The eighth is an Anjo. <laughs> Tam Nakano is from Anjo. Yeah. Just uh, you know, putting it out there, and then they mm-hmm. get back to like an actual normal schedule after that. Thank God <laughs> for what looks like to be. For a while, because February doesn't even have much, doesn't even have the pay per view on there right now that was originally planned. So, we'll have yeah, to that very see. mystery show that got announced on uh, one of the pay per views and has not been put on the schedule. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to hear because the second half of February we don't know yet, and moving forward, we, we don't know how far in advance shows have been booked based on the old regime versus the new regime. I think we're all hoping for a, a more normalized schedule and potentially that missing pay-per-view is a sign of that uh, yeah but yeah hopefully during queendom we get an idea of what february march is looking like and hopefully we can rejoice with a schedule that's not going to run everyone back into the ground that's what we can hope uh but those first three shows to kick off the year they're all big cork and stuff you know yeah 
thankfully, um, you know, thankfully the Yokohama show a lot of trios matches. You can protect people and yeah. knock. I'd like if they actually toss the artist match on there. Like I know the live aspect, we'd all like to see it live. But if they wanted to toss the artist tag title match actually on there mm. with the. I wouldn't be upset about that because yeah. you're going to have a lot of shows in that area in a week. You kind of want to get people in the building as much as you can. And that's a wrestling overload for those couple of days. So just it to, is a bold just, strategy having a brand new show. No one knows the expectation for and having nothing announced for, especially because, you know, we're about to go to the TJPW preview. That's a really yeah. good card. If, if you weren't a dedicated stardom fan and you were deciding which one to go to, it's not a simple decision, honestly. No, let's get to it. TJPW's yearly Itian show on January 4th. I'll say it, competition is a great thing. It looks great on TJPW. I like it. I hope they bring, I hope competition is something that brings, uh, that goes to them a lot. I, t- I was talking to a friend, they were like, yeah, they need to book against Grand Princess next <laughs> uh, so that they pack that show. But uh, TJPW is in a very unique spot. Uh, heading into the new year, Yuka Sakazaki's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, she's moving on. Presumably to AEW. She even dyed her hair, which was you know, black. Now that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but they have packed the house with what I would argue is their best card in a very long time. Like this is a top to bottom show. I think a lot of people are going to want to watch. Um, you know, if if you want to watch both this and Stardom. Just as a viewer at home, you're going to be able to pretty easily. Like, you might miss a few matches early on Stardom if you want to watch one. But, you know, split screen's a wonderful thing. That's why we have That's why we have the technology we do these days. I'm not very good at that. Um, but I know some Chromecast people... on the TV. Thank you, Wrestle Universe. Uh, but this is this is a show I think every Joshi fan is going to want to check out. So let's get to it. They announced the full card hours before us recording here today. So thank you to TJPW. Um, the opening match will be Mahiru Kiryu, Toga, and Yuki Kamafuku versus Kai Toribami, Moka Miyamoto, and Jerry Nagano. I know what everyone's saying. I thought you said this was going to be great. We have to start at the bottom. We have to start at the bottom. It's nice to see Jerry on the show, though. Obviously, she's yeah. not a full-time wrestler. So uh, that's always nice to see. Um, the match that breaks my heart, just because I would like two of these wrestlers to be in much bigger situations. It'll be Miyu Watanabe, Himawari, and Rika Tatsumi facing Palmar, Juku, Raku, and Yuki Aino in trios action. Why the hell Miyu Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi aren't in bigger matches, I will never know. Um, it speaks to the depth of this show that, like, yes, we'd like to see both of them in bigger matches, but the show is really, really good, and you can almost justify it looking at it. Can you yeah, get them on the yeah. card at least? In a match that could turn out pretty fun, will be Mizuki teaming up Runa Akubo. So one of the rookies against Haru Kazashiro, fellow rookie, and Ryo Mizunami. Anaki. So uh, any little bit of Mizuki Mizunami we get will uh, make this well worth it. Yes. It, yeah, it's going to be rookies and veterans in the ring, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Anarchy with a packed out Kirk and all, you know, is going to be really fun, especially with fans who don't necessarily get to engage in the anarchy antics all the time. Shino Suzuki will have the biggest match of her career. She'll go one on one with AEW's Riho. Uh, 
They announced her a few days ago. Yeah. She'll make her TJPW return the first time since October 2022. Um, her showing back up on AEW television ended up being the best news for TJPW. Uh, that means they could book her again. <laughs> and it's, it's you know, it's humongous, obviously. It's, you know, having Riho on this show is good for them. Um, seeing Riho back in wrestling is obviously good. Um, and I, I'm hopeful for Shino Suzuki. She can, you know, she's not going to get a lot in or anything, but it's a big showcase match for her. They're, they're giving her, um, along with Wakana Uehara, big matches on the show. So they're kind of trying to build them towards the future here, which is always a good thing. This is how you know TJPW are taking this January 4th showdown seriously. They've brought in the bona fide ratings champion, <laughs> Riho, fresh off of, you know, saving the AEW's women's division in terms of ratings. She's coming TJPW to single-handedly win the Joshi War. Uh, this, is, this is a really fun opportunity for Shino Suzuki. Like, her getting in the Rio match shows how important they see her in the future. Um, yep. And it's a great proving ground match for her because there will be people outside of the Joshi bubble paying attention to this match, even if it's just this match. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. I think they um, really hit a home run with this car, and we're getting into yeah. the big six now. Uh, in a January fourth tradition, it will be Shoko Nakajima versus Hyper Masao. Says it's a singles match. We'll see what kind of match it actually is <laughs> when we get there. You know. It's uh, I think this is it's the fifth or sixth one, maybe fifth. Fifth annual. It is the literal tradition. It is. It's the it's the tradition with the show. If you know the show's happening, you know this match is happening, and you know uh, it's gonna go off the walls in the best possible way. Last year was like the weirdest ladder match of my life. I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. I love um, that match. The rules of that match were fantastic. Where if you pull the wrong bunny rabbit <laughs> after you've climbed the ladder, the rules change. Oh, it's a lumberjack match now. Like that was funny. It was very well done. It was very well done. I I, I, I kind of wish I was like I had a friend in the crowd, Kieran from Wrestling, and because obviously he doesn't speak Japanese, and he's sitting there, and it's his first ever TJPW show, and he's just messaging me like he's messaging us in the Discord saying, "What what's going on? What's the rules for this?" Match? <laughs> And we're just kind of having to follow. So, okay, it's a ladder match. There's bunnies hanging. You pick the wrong bunny, the rules change. Okay, what what's the rules now? It's a lumberjack match. What's the rules now? Death match. Like what? Speaking of death match, Wakana Uehara tries to survive <laughs> against Aja Khan. She will Man. not survive. No, no, she will not. Not a hot take. Lance Archer's in the house. Everybody dies. Um, but I do think it's obviously huge belief in Wakana mm. uh, giving her this match. She won the rookie tournament. She's now getting to go against Aja Kong, something that Yuki Rai did last year. Um, they're they're quickly getting her up the card. It looks like uh, she she's a bit on the older side as a rookie. I think well, she's Aja like, oh <laughs> Aja Kong is definitely <laughs> on the older side. I think she's like uh, maybe twenty seven. 28 which you know is whatever but i do like that they're kind of giving her this big opportunity quickly i think that's more intriguing than rather just waiting yeah you know like just just go with it like the other rookies i think they have time um but even shino suzuki is facing riho so hmm. you know that that's the, a the good thing to match see. is the classic 
proving ground match. No. You're going to lose, you're going to get beat up, but you're going to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Rini and Masta make her return to TJPW and Joshi, it feels like. <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen Rini and Masta in a regular Joshi match in Japan in like forever. And she will go one on one with Maki Ito. It's a GCW uh, match. Yeah, it is. It really is. But uh, I think these two are going to kill it. Like, oh, truthfully, yeah. like, it, yeah. when I saw they announced this match, I was like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> that feels kind of random. I mean, I'm not complaining, but really? Okay. Uh, should be great. Uh, Maki Ito has threatened that if Rina Yamashita uses a weapon, she will also bring out her pizza cutter. So <laughs> if that happens, then we have went off the rails. Uh, but I do think these two can put together a great match. Um, potential for match of the show if they go to the highest level of their work. It's the one I'm most excited for, but it could also be on putting certain expectations on it that won't happen. I'm not expecting a GCW death match, but I do think it, if this just happens as a normal singles match and nothing on Are you expecting happen. a Freedom's death match? Because that would be <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Look, I've seen Rini Yamashita go crazy. I've seen Maki Ito go crazy. I don't know what to expect. I don't know whether TJPW's put this match together and forgotten to tell them there's a limit. But we do know TJPW have stepped into the deathmatch world ever so lightly. They may get dra- like dragged into the deathmatch world very unwillingly by the end of this match. Joshi Providing Ward... Shoko and Hyper don't go too hardcore. That's of true. That's true. Uh, Joshi Ward's nominee for International Wrestle of the Year, Maxi Impaler defends the International Princess Championship against Yuki Arai. I think there's a chance. Somehow, some way, Yuki Arai wins here because I feel like they want to give her a belt. I feel like they've been holding themselves back. With Yuka Sakazaki gone, you know, it's time to make a new star. I'd have her win here. Like, Max is in and out of Japan, obviously, and I think Max has done great for TJPW. But Ryuki Rai is your immediate future. This isn't like, you know, she's doing two things at once. She's still an idol, um, but she is someone that has really gotten over with fans across the world. Um, and I think you just put the title on her. It feels too, feels too easy for them not to do. Um, so I would I would get the belt on Yuki Rai here. I agree. I think look, Max the Impaler won't get hurt by losing here, and they can absolutely protect Max by doing, you know, setting up the match in a certain way. It's just a matter of whether they want to pull the trigger. I agree, Yuki Rai makes more sense for her to win the title, and winning over Max is a hell of a sort of signifier. You know, conquering that kind of monster to win this belt. It's exactly what her kind of character would really sort of be able to use and benefit from. So I could see the match going either way, but in my heart, I think they should pull the trigger. Um, see what happens. Free Wi-Fi, Hikari Noah and Nao Kikuda make their second defense of the Princess Tag Team title. Second or third? I think it's actually their third. I think they defended at the Combat Princess show, actually. Um Either way, they'll be defending them against Daisy Monkey, Risuendo, and Suzume. Of course, Trent, you were on here last time. Uh, mm-hmm. This is actually their fourth defense. Oh, wow. 
oh, okay, they snuck one on um, the All Rise cork and then the Anniversary cork and then Combat Princess. So, not crazy if mm-hmm. there were new champions here. I mean, it's only been two months, but that's a lot of defenses for these belts. <laughs> um, Arisa Wendo has a lot of stock going up as of late. Um, I think Suzume is someone that people have been waiting for to get a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. I would not be at all upset if they finally went Daisy Monkey here. I think they are a great tag team. I think this is a great match to put on this big show. Um, I'm I'm just I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, look, I, you can make an argument either way, and that's kind of the exciting thing. I, I think it's still a little early to take the belts off of free Wi-Fi, sure. and I think they've been doing a good job with it, but you could absolutely see and make an argument for Daisy Monkey winning here, especially with how good Arisa Endo's kind of rising through. Um, but I'm expecting there in the semi-main event here, there's certain expectation with that, especially with a lot of eyes on them with the January 4th show. This is a really good chance for all four wrestlers here to really put their name in the hat as we continue to move forward because all four of them are in a situation in TJPW where you know, there's a chance for them to move up the card and get more important matches and situations and this is how you go about it. You're given the semi-main event of a big show and you go out there and you deliver. That you do. And the main event Princess Princess Championship Miu Yamashita defends against Impact Wrestling's Masha Slamovich. When this was announced, my jaw kind of dropped because I was like, damn, they got Masha over. That's that's a big <laughs> deal. Like that's 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 a big one to get over. Um Masha obviously has her history in Japan. It'll be really cool to see her main event against Yamasha. They have faced off with each other before. Um Masha Slamovich actually got the win over Yamashita in their preview tag on Combat Princess. Um so this is this is gonna be a good one. This is a great way to start the year. Um, obviously, I don't see Masha winning, though that would be a crazy <laughs> change. But uh, this this is a good one for me to kind of kick off towards, and then uh, they could build towards Grand Princess, where I think the right direction is Miyu Watanabe. But <sighs> we'll see there. <laughs> but, I'm trying to remember. Uh, you, I'll let you go, uh, but get, go ahead on the belt. Sorry. Yeah, no, this should be an absolute banger. Like, it's one of those matches when it was announced, even though there's not necessarily a ton of story behind it, you just look at two fantastic wrestlers and you think, you chuck them out there, give them 15 minutes or whatever, it's going to be a really, really good match. Um, I expect this to ultimately be match of the, the show for them. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, Yamashita, not her first rodeo with this championship. What do they do with it that makes it feel different and not just kind of reverting to the status quo? I think the important thing here, nothing wrong with having your master as a champion, but you don't want it to feel like the status quo. Uh, Masha Slamovic, good way to sort of start that, and it's all about how they carry that forward. Uh, so last year, this was the final defensive head of Grand Princess, which happened in March. So there's a there's a possibility this could be the last uh, title match ahead of that. Maybe they fit one in this time around, but I think that's worth noting. So there could be mm. a big challenge after this, like there was last year with Mizuki challenging Yuki Sakazaki. Um, but this should be a great show. 
Um, I'm really looking forward to this one for TJPW. Kind of a way to kick off their year in a hot way. Um, something that we're really hoping for with both Stardom and TJPW, truthfully. It was a bumpy year for both yes. of them, to say the least. So uh, hopefully they get started off with a bang. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, and, yeah, that's that's it for preview season. We got through them all. Um, <laughs> the, the last little thing was uh, the great Sakuya, whoever the hell that is, is on the Noah show, uh, Timu Nagisa Nozaki against Luminous. That's on the second. Oh, she's on the Noah show, so she's a New Japan wrestler. Cool. Nice. Uh, <laughs> damn absolute absolutely drilled poor uh no one uh with a drive by there uh but before we go i do want to quickly go over a few more awards here i've been announcing them over on twitter past couple days um still waiting to announce the following i will not be announcing show of the year just yet um i will not be announcing the match of the year just yet and but everything else for the most part will be covered story of the year we're kind of waiting on a certain wrestler too um but let's go over the rest of the awards here since i won't be really able to go over them too much next week i'll just be able to be like hey the ballot drops tomorrow uh (laughs) when i go live but uh we're gonna go over the mvps the mvp possibilities um so joshi indy's mvp the following candidates, and I'll get Trent's thoughts on this once I kind of go through them. We have Miku Ono of Actress Girls, been champion for majority of the year. Mio Momono, Arisa Nakajima, Chihiro Hashimoto, Hanako Nakamori, Unagi Sayaka, and Sari. Now, do you want my answer or do you want my Kenta Kabashi answer? Uh, I want your answer. I don't need the kid to go out. You know, it's funny. That vote made Unagi have to be part of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, damn it. I feel like I have to toss her in here now. Look, I think there's some, some of these wrestlers here have had great years and they've done either great matches or they've done important things on the scene. I think Suri is the best example of both. And I know it's a boring answer. I know everyone was expecting me to say that, but I mean, there's a reason for that. Yeah, you know, she came yeah. in after a couple of months not in the scene, but she's completely transformed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, every like so for the rookie of the year, I have no freaking clue what anyone's going to pick. I put every rookie there is, except for like come on, Ghetto Move fans, fight for the Nakasato. Um, but with the international wrestler of the year, I thought it was going to be a lot more pretty direct based off of just the way I viewed. But there's some. There's some interest in a little bit of everyone. Um, it's it's a little bit wide open. I've seen some slander turns Mercedes Monet that I will not be hearing. Um, but otherwise, you know, I think it's gonna that's gonna be a Drag tight race. Me into a social media argument. I don't like doing that. Dragging Trent into yeah, Trent doesn't do that um, at all. Um, I Trent, get Trent likes through my initial comment. I'm like, ah, stuff this. I'm too yeah. lazy to argue. <laughs> Some of us just don't do anything like me. I just I just argue with a wall instead. Uh, <laughs> my showers uh, heard all about how good Mercedes Monet is. Great. <laughs> sounds worse than it is. Um so those are great options. I think that um I think that award will it'll be kind of one sided, but you never know. So I give options. 
Uh, TJPW MVP, following for Arika Tatsumi, Miyu Yamasha, Mizuki, and Miyu Watanabe. I don't think anyone could even possibly enter the conversation besides those four. Yeah. Um, it felt pretty much like a layup to me um, in terms of the MVP side of things there. You can make arguments for a few different wrestlers. My heart leans toward Rika Tatsumi here, but like you could tell what me. What is your Kenta Kobashi? <laughs> yeah, let me put my Kobashi hat on. Uh, Unagi, you know, I'm sure she played a character in TJPW. Um, yeah, it's, she did. <laughs> Once upon a time. Hey, pull back the history books. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's really between uh, Riku, Riku and um, me, Master. Wow, shocked. New Yamasha, MVP combo. I don't necessarily feel like she's done enough to deserve it, but it's also I think she's got a high bar of expectation, which makes it a little bit difficult to judge. Here's the thing with Yamasha. She kicked off the year against Yuka Sakazaki at the Edeon show for the belt Mm -hmm. in a great match. Um, She won the Tokyo Princess Cup. She won the Princess Princess Championship. Those are big accolades. Yes. Um, So I think it'll be interesting to see there. Uh, Rika Tatsumi, likely to get my vote. However, Stardom MVP. I think this will maybe um, shock some people. I don't know. But I don't think it's as clear as usual. Uh, I think I think anyone could win this, truthfully. Uh, if you get in, you know, if you get enough voters, you never know. <laughs> Julia, Sue Suzuki, Micah, and Natsupoi getting that final slot. Um, you know, injury kind of dampen that towards the end. I think uh, her case would be a lot more serious if she was able to wrestle out the whole year, finish her tag title reign and so on. Uh, but I think what she was able to do, you know, with the Mina match, the five-star Grand Prix, especially early on, um, you know, the, the just the, the performances on house shows, pretty much any match you put her in, it was going to deliver, if not over-deliver. And I wanted to give love to someone on that respect because I do think, like, the other three are kind of obvious. It's like, yeah, they've all been featured all year. <laughs> um, Tam ain't getting it. I don't care that she won one of the both titles. It ain't happening. Uh, you got to defend your belts, pal. Not happening. No, no, no. Um, I know some people will be like, wait, where's Tam? We're, we're having none of that. Um but I think Natsupoy, uh, I thought she did a great job. And then the other three speak for themselves. I do think it'll be an interesting vote between those three. Um, I think there's cases to make for all three of them in different le- levels of what they've done. This is a horrific vote to make. Like, I'm sitting here, I've had the whole year to sort of work this out. And I'm still, like, I've got to make this vote on a few different, you know, things i've got to do it on yours i've got to do it on the wrestling stuff i've got to do it for an article i'm writing i still don't know which direction i'm truly going in uh maybe we've not world champion at the end of the year (laughs) (laughs) i am kind kind of but some of the unfortunately some of the wrestling ballots i've got to do before then um, yeah which reminds me i do have to fill them out um like that's (laughs) the point i think absence has made the heart grow fonder and made me appreciate what she does more and more yeah but I needed her to come back and then like, hey, I get the feel-good moment, kind of like with Aphrodite. Yeah. She's still gone. Like, it's it's tough, especially when she doesn't have the accolades like Julia does, main eventing the biggest shot of the year, making a belt that shouldn't feel relevant, actually feel kind of important. Micah and Suzu, their records speak for themselves. They've 
in many ways carried the company in different ways and they're yep. getting rewarded with the main event. I, I said this, I think, last time I was on this show. I'm leaning towards Julia because of the out-of-the-ring stuff that she's done, kind of calling the company out and basically forcing necessary change. But I know I probably shouldn't be counting that. In this kind of situation, I point my middle finger at you people. I don't have a lot else to distinguish between. It's fair. It's fair. Um, I'm trying to remember what uh, I talked about last week, but I think we are all covered for the most part. Did you have to do breakout? Oh, yes, breakouts. Um, I think I've settled on five names for this one. It will come down to... uh, Ayame Sasamura of 2AW, which is mostly seedling. I think she deserves a spot now that her title match has become the year end <laughs> big match against Serena. She might end up breaking out more than we realize. I know. I know. Well, she had a great start to the year. She had big title matches, won tag titles, and then I was like, and then she got the big match with Serena. I was like, you know what? Shit, I might have to add her. Uh, so she was a late addition. We have Magenta, Maria Enrico Kawahata, who just won the AAAW tag titles. Kind of highlights of a lot of U.S. shows, actually, mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. came over. Arisu Endo of TJPW. I asked a TJPW specialist for that one. Uh, so anyone that comes at me, it's not my fault. Um, you can go at Ryan Dilbert. Sayori <laughs> 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 um, No is not on the list anymore. So I, I thought about it, and I said, well, she won the Ice Infinity Championship last year. I feel like that was kind of the breakout. I, you know, she's had a great year, obviously, but I think she already broke out. So I've taken her off. It will be down to these four. And then, of course, the starting representative, Micah, which I think is the heavy favorite heading into the end of the year. I think the only reason why people might not be leaning towards Micah is if they felt she had broken out last year and – I feel like the fandom would be talking a bit too strongly there because I think you can see literally when Himika announced her retirement, a fire awakened inside of her. And although she'd been doing tremendous work for a couple of years prior, it it feels like that launched her into a new level. Um, And we've heard the the fans that have just been growing and growing and growing since that February 4th show. She's gotten better. She's done more. She's been more impactful. And regardless of win, lose, or draw, hopefully not draw come December 29, um, you couldn't ask for a bigger match for her to close out breakout of the year. I have had consideration to add one more person. The marvelous editing team? No, no, that is Mariah May. I think there is a serious case for her breaking out in pro wrestling. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, she left, so it's like, ah, but... She doesn't, I don't think she gets signed, um, you know, in AEW if she doesn't go to stardom well, and break it out. It sounds like basically Grand Queendom was kind of the, the turning point there. Yeah, because she's good on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I did when I read that. I had to double take because I'm like, I listened to multiple, because of her injury. Great. Um, worth listening to those, by the way, if anyone uh, kind of want to hear, hear about the behind the scenes of stardom, you don't really get to hear it, anything else. Uh, she's, she's very happy about her time there. Um, as much as people want to try to twist her words and <laughs> whatnot, I listened to both. She was very grateful for her time and the work that pretty much anyone that she asked, you know, gave her, um, you know, she may have tossed a few eggs at certain people that also went over there 
but uh i i think that was the fun of it for sure <laughs> um the match of the year by the way i have no idea what's going to be on that list i just want everyone to know now i have to take some time um may i'm going to probably ask a few people actually because i just want to know like i here's here's the lock here's the lock because i've heard it from multiple people actually there's two locks the one lock is Sai Kamatani versus Uki because I've not stopped hearing about that match from people over the past <laughs> few weeks. And the other one is Sari versus Arisa Nakajima. Those are the two locks right now from Seedling. Really? You, you don't have the cage match locked? Oh, that too. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> that's my match of the year. So you would have thought I would have remembered that. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, no, you no, said two no. locks and you mentioned, you saw Saika Matanima and, and. No, no, I know. That's my match of the year. Whatever. I, I have that listed for story of the year and feud of the year. <laughs> so... Spoiler, the match was pretty good too. Yeah, the match pretty great. Um, match so... was 4.75 stars, even if you don't care about the story, apparently. Greatest thing of all time. It should be five stars, four and three quarters. Next year, when I hate a match, five stars. Uh, <laughs> that's what I did for a different thing. But I guess. Um, but yeah, it, those are the three locks for match of the year. Um, I might. I'm probably gonna add two TJPW matches um, for sure. Going to be that anniversary match that they had. I think. Now that I'm like just thinking about it, mm. um, and then maybe one of the big singles from the year. I, I think I'll pull. I think it'll probably be Mizuki Maki Ito. Actually, I think more people liked that than Yuka and Mizuki. I know I did. Um, and then we'll of course wait on the year end stuff because uh, you know there's something some could be added. Like, yeah, there's some stuff that could be added. Um, I should just, I should just add like badass award and just be like Mayuki year versus Julia, just everything about it, (laughs) (laughs) everything about it. But, uh, those are the awards to look forward to. Um, actually, you know what? I could say wrestler of the year. That's locked in. These are the six people that I have nominated. Um, I've talked to a few people here and there. Talked to my friend Trent here. These are the six that I felt were the cumulative representatives, kind of, of the whole scene, the best that could be. We have Micah of Stardom. Big year for Micah, obviously. I think a lot of this wrestle of the year thing could be affected by that final show. Suzu Suzuki of Stardom. Rika Tatsumi of TJPW. Mizuki of TJPW. She was in japan all year sorry me masha you weren't say or you know freelancer worked uh here there and everywhere and everywhere she was she did great and of course sorry <laughs> the one that everyone's waiting for but i do think that will be uh an interesting i like i based off of all the people that have interest so far i don't think anything's for sure mm-hmm. i really don't like things that i think are for sure they're not like m- unless something dramatically happens at the year end show between Suzu and Micah or something. I'm pretty confident on match of the year, just like I was last year when Julia and Shuri did what they did. Yeah. Um, I don't see Queen's Quest versus Oedo tie being topped. I truly don't, but that's why we wait. That's why we wait. If Suzu and Micah, one of them can do enough 
to win this award, it comes down to that final show and that probably then puts a match of the year. Until then, I'm leaning elsewhere. Um, I think they need to basically put on a legitimate match of the year. It, contender, it's got to be top three, basically. As much as they've done good so far, I think it's just they need that little bit more to, to get the rest of the year award. But I think they've got it in them. I do. I do. Especially with the story. Yep. The story, uh, the story's strong as strong as any of the past two years, I think, just between the two competitors, at least. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. Julia's story was just a gigantic thing and whatnot. But in terms of between the two competitors, I think this is just as strong. Um, so we'll have to wait and see there. But Trent, let the people know where they can find you as the year closes out and what to look forward to from you. So you can find me on Twitter slash X at One Up Culture. Uh, as you can imagine, year-end stuff, there's a lot of stuff that we've got to go through. I've got podcasts coming up, the Wazoo. Um, I'm going to be, for something a little bit different, I'm doing a Wrestle Kingdom preview video uh, with Kieran from WrestleIn. Uh, we're getting some, you know, Kieran is like close with like half the New Japan roster, especially if they don't live, like they don't come from Japan. Uh, he's, lined, he's lined up a few people to come in and talk to us about the show as well. Uh, I'll leave the names of surprises. Uh, but of course, the biggest ticket there is me being on the show talking about men's wrestling. That is a once in a year phenomenon. Um, and I have two articles coming out soon, believe it or not. I have the well, Stardom Year in Review, which comes out sometime when we can fit it in early January. And I have a preview piece, which when this episode comes out live, um, it will be live, I should say. When this episode drops, you'll be able to go to WrestleIn and see my preview piece on Micah versus Suzu Suzuki. I felt compelled to write about the story leading in. And basically, as I was writing, I'm like, oh, this connects. Oh, this connects. Oh, there's a story beat here. And it went from what was probably going to be like a two-page thing to something that is far too long. But it is actually kind of interesting seeing how much their stories this year intertwine even more than even I initially realized. So you can check that out at WrestleIn.com ahead of Dream Queendom. I don't write anything. Um, So just... uh... Just, I, I, I'll preview uh, Dream Queendom if that fancies you at all, but I don't think I have much otherwise coming up. I have to do some secret Santa for Voice of Wrestling. You have some very exciting Stardom Road and Ocean Cyclone show episodes. I do. Out. I do. Thankfully, the podcast stuff keeps rolling on. So, um, obviously, vote for the Joshi Awards. That's, yes. that's number one, two, three, and four. Um, I'm going to make sure every uh, person that I respect in the Joshi realm of coverage gets a ballot. Um, and I will be sharing percentages of the winners. So that'll be a little fun twist this year. The percentage of votes that they got, I think that will uh, maybe kind of give an idea of what people were feeling. Um, but make sure you vote on those. Those drop December 30th, day after Dream Queendom. You can check out my other podcasts. I got a lot of them. Uh, you can check out Ring Post Radio for pretty much anything under the sun in terms of pro wrestling. You talk about everything over there. Uh, you can check out the Ocean Cyclone Show over on the Wrestle In Podcast Network. That's me, Trent, and Ryan Dilbert talking about a little bit of everything, playing some games, having fun in the world of Joshi. Our next episode will be a year end recap of the scene. So. It was, it was a year. It was definitely a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'll be a lot of fun. 
um over on my youtube channel which is starting up i'm going to be trying to do year in reviews for kind of the major companies that i give a shit about uh <laughs> that'll be stardom uh aw new japan someone asked me to do impact so gonna do impact uh their last year's impact so i think that's a little interesting um and then potentially wwe as well stardom road with me and trent we have some big episodes coming up episodes that i'm very excited for um mm-hmm. we are going to be rating the entire stardom roster on a tier maker um suit you know the usual s tier a b c d every single member of that roster will be on there um i'm sure we're gonna piss some people off uh you'll be able to watch that video also on count out podcast you uh count out networks youtube channel if you want to see us pick as we go we'll also be doing a stardom guide for 2024 in the episode after that that will also be up on youtube uh, we'll, we'll include pictures and everything so that you know who we're talking about. Because I keep getting asked, how do I get into stardom? And I'm like, well, this guy's out of date. This guy's out of date. I'll get something together. I can't um, wait for our da- uh, guide to go out of date as soon as it releases. Oh, oh, absolutely. But it's been a while since things really have gone out of date. So I'm all, hmm. for, I'm all for change. Um <laughs> What else? What else? What else? What else? It's the year end. Um, I'm sure I'll have something about my matches of the year or something in some form. Um, I I want I, I was thinking about writing a stardom yearbook article, which was kind of the highs, the lows and the everything else. Um, I still have that in mind. Have yet to decide if I'm actually going to do it or not, because I just didn't. A very undriven human being right now. I've also tossed around articles about May Sarah. Um, you know, I think her year and like kind of coming back to wrestling has been a fun little story that uh, maybe not a lot of people are focusing on. So, see, if I say them on here, maybe it'll make me write them. Um, I tried that trick and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope, I think that's it. Oh, I'll be on uh, Fightful's Wrestle Kingdom review um right after that show on january 4th so if you want to see me in an absolute hell state (laughs) head over there um that'll be a lot of fun because that'll be after three shows (laughs) that i have watched uh hopefully we all did the naito roll call and all was good but you never know and uh yeah i hope that's it if there's anything else just follow me at scotty wrestling on twitter x but for trent i'm scott This was the Five Star Joe's show here on the Fight Game Media Network. Until next time, see ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.